everybody. Welcome to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry, and with me, just like he is every single week, even when we're live in front of a studio audience, it's Eric the Whiskey Mutant Smith. Hello there. Hello there. Would you like some of my meat? <laughs> oh, no, it's rude Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, <laughs> favorite my character. Favorite character. <laughs> it is. Would you like to see my bub, Anakin? <laughs> <laughs> I hide the meat every day. Yeah, get the meat. The meat. Uh, we'll talk about Obi-Wan in tips and bits yeah. a bit. I'm sure we will. we got some things. we got some things we got to say. Uh, but first and foremost, we got to say thank you all so much for listening to the show. If this is your first time here, please consider subscribing. Uh, if you're returning, hope you have been well. Thank you so much for being uh, back and listening to the show again. Leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice, and we'll read it out here on the show at the end of the episode. Uh, I don't think we have a barrel ring this week. I'll check as well. But if you want to leave one of those, barrel rings. it's 859-428-8253. You can leave us a voicemail. You can watch the video for this episode on YouTube. It's a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash this is my bourbon podcast. Uh, follow us at my bourbon pod and at the whiskey, or at whiskey mutant. At I, whis- I realized I'm the, the whiskey mutant, but uh, my your handle is at whiskey, at mutant. whiskey, mutant. but see, I've been saying that your handle is at the whiskey mutant. What if there is a that at the whiskey mutant? Somebody oh, I bet just... you I know exactly who it is too. If there is one, oh, son of a... <laughs> uh, but you can also support the show over on Patreon. It's patreoncom slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month. Yep, support the show. We got some new Patreon folks. We're gonna uh, say thank you to at the Welcome end. Welcome to of the family. The episode. So, I uh, we normally start the show out with flying blind or sips and snacks. I have a flying blind for you if you want it. I have a flying blind for you if you want it. Are we going to do this again? We blind each other with yeah. the... Yeah, let's do it. Does uh, It better not be another soda. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's actual whiskey. Is this a pre-canned cocktail? Um, does the... Do you edit the videos too? Yeah, some. Okay. Why? Just the the public... There's a little story about this one when after we talk about it that I don't know if it can actually be public or not. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. You'll know when we talk about it. Okay. So, whoever finds out, finds out. If not, you can keep it between us. <laughs> I don't fully know what that means, but let me know when you're done. Baby, I'm pouring some blinds. Paris pouring a blind. I just poured a blind. I love this song. Like a two blind men on a podcast. Okay, here you go. All right. <laughs> you know, at first I was like, I'm going to have to cut that out. But then more I thought about it, I was like, nah, I'm going to leave that in. All right. What well, we got here? Double uh, flying blind. Do you want to start with, with mine? I poured some for myself, too. Oh, crap. Turn around. <laughs> Dang it. I'm just looking at my beer fridge over here. <laughs> Fully stocked beer fridge. Fully stocked beer fridge. Lucy got me a bunch of beer over the weekend as well. So, you know that, okay, so I posted in the podcasters group. Um, All right, you can turn it About the... Uh, Weezing the juice. The Weezing the juice. She bought me some. Oh. She, and she didn't know that I posted about it or anything. I gotta try that. She was just, I'll send one home with you. It's really, really good. All right, this is the one I poured for you, right? It is now. <laughs> this is uh, 2XO Phoenix Blend from Dixon Dead. <laughs> God, could you imagine? <laughs> Surprise! 
I was really surprised that Dixon didn't like send anything back with our group that had the tasting at the Beaumont. I, I was like, maybe he'll send send him like a message. A... And I was like, hey, I got some friends coming. Like, you know, wish we, me and Perry could have made it. And yeah, he's just so busy right now. He is, and he's not doing. Uh, he's not doing tastings there anymore. If you got to be in on one of those, then cherish it because I don't think you'll ever have a tasting like it again. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, that's it's like chocolate ice cream. I was gonna say that's very ice creamy and like a little bit of dark chocolate, almost a little vanilla. Yeah, maybe, maybe like the uh, what's the one with all the flavors in it? Neapolitan. Neapolitan? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's totally Neapolitan ice cream. That cheap, funky. You get that bucket every birthday party. (laughs) I don't. I don't always care for Neapolitan, but when it's when you're in the mood for it, it hits right. Summertime, and you're having a birthday, and you got a birthday cake, then it is the best. Have I ever talked about how I don't like chocolate ice cream? No. I just straight up do not like chocolate ice cream. But you like other chocolate stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just chocolate ice cream. And I know this is like contradictory, when, especially if I'm talking about strawberry ice cream, which is the fakest flavor yeah. in the world. I don't like the fake flavor of chocolate ice cream. I just think it, I don't know. There's something about it that, that rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> just rubs me just the wrong way. <laughs> I like this quite a bit, though. Um, I like it. I've never owned a bottle till I literally got this on the way over. So here. why can't we talk about it then? If it's you want to take a guess on what it is, you've never owned a bottle of it. I don't think you have either. Is it a newer product? Semi, past year or two. Does it remind you of anything? I'll reveal it, then I'll tell you the story behind it, and you can figure out how to if you want to put it on there. It's not striking in particular bells or anything. Ringing? Um, how old do you think it is? Seven or eight years old. You nailed it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Is it 101 proof? Why and can't we talk about this? This is the Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, which is not a Kentucky release. Oh. So... <laughs> So yeah, so uh, oh, that's good. That's I got good a bottle stuff. of the uh, new Heaven Hill bottle in the bond. It's it's really good. I like it. I don't even know. I feel like I had a sample of it when it first came out. I've got some, but it's mostly gone. Yeah. at this point, but. It's really good. I had to get mine shipped from uh, from California. Because <laughs> Clifton Clifton found a bunch at like his Costco or something, and I was like, "Hey, buddy, <laughs> can so, you yeah. send that my way?" So yeah, that was that's why I was like, "Oh, interesting." Yep. If you want to know, join the Patreon. Yeah. All right. So my bottle that I poured for you. Oh, what? That smells like honeycombs. Uh-huh. <laughs> that smells like honeycomb cereal. Yep. I actually think it does kind of lean a little, like it's got a little bit of a, an ice cream thing going on with it, too. That's honeycombs and syrup, like 
Mm-hmm. Not even like real maple syrup. Like I was gonna say, like a maple, like a maple candy or a maple ice cream. Yeah, something like almost fake maple. Like yeah. if that makes sense. It's really buttery too. It's got a nice big, like spice bomb right in the middle of the palate. Oh, yeah. That's not high proof though. Or no. is it? No. No. It has, yeah, it has to be like high eighties, nineties. Do you want to? Do you want to guess? Put a firm guess down. Ninety-two. Very close. Ninety-four. Ninety-four. You want to guess the age? Ten. Seven. Seven. So we both had seven-year-old bourbons. Man, that's good. <laughs> Buffalo Trace kosher bourbon. Um, so that's the well. They have a wheat and a rye mash bill. Is that how it they is? They got a wheat mash bill, rye mash bill, and then they've got a rye whiskey. Rye whiskey. <clears throat> Let me see that. Yeah. So I uh, I bought that on secondary for like sixty five dollars. I mean, it was not much at all. And we didn't hardly see any of these. Well, I hadn't seen any at all. I because like, I think all of them that were in Kentucky were in like lotteries or, or whatever. Yeah. Certified kosher by the Chicago Rabbinical Council? Rabbinical. Rabbinical? Yeah. yeah. 94 proof. Huh. That's really good. Yeah. I'm really, really surprised by it. I mean, not that it w- I was like, oh, it's going to be a bad Buffalo Trace product. But it, it, I don't know. I haven't done a side-by-side yet with... It and regular Buffalo Trace. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, we can do a bonus episode on that or something. Yeah, for sure. Maybe uh, we'll record that next week. Yeah. So let's we'll we'll talk about this real quick before we get into what we've been drinking recently. We're getting to the point in the summer where our schedules are getting a little bit busier. So Eric and I are taking the time to kind of double up on some recordings over the next few weeks. Um, we, I there will ne- I, there won't be a point where like we don't have anything out. Uh, for for a week, unless we have another live show, live event coming up, but that's that's a year that's a year that. away. I don't want to think about no more live shows at the moment. No. I need a break. Yeah. Um. But we, I mean, we'll we'll still keep up with our summer schedule. Um. It, there might be a week or two where there's no video version of the of the podcast, just because of how crazy things get, and you know, I'm going to be on vacation a couple of times, and I don't want to be up until the. Can we talk about how you're going to be on vacation in like a week or two, and my wife and daughter are who are going to be at a volleyball tournament before I get to vacation? Yeah, and you're going to see them. It's just crazy how it all worked out. We didn't realize this until the this past weekend, but Lucy and I are going to be taking Eden to Disney for a day. Um, we're doing like a we call it the Disney layover on our way down to our Florida stop. And it's going to be the same weekend that April and Addison are going to be there. Yeah, I will. I will be getting there on Friday, and I think you guys are there on Tuesday. We might have our dates mixed up. Oh, because they already. She already put April on the. Wait, hold on. On dinner with you guys. Uh oh. What week are you all going? The I'm, not not this next week, but the week after. Yeah. 
No, we're going to be there in July. I thought you were... <laughs> no. No. Horrible, horrible <laughs> we didn't miscommunication there. This was the wives planning. They're the ones that were figuring this out. I need to make a few calls. Um... <laughs> stuff yeah um not, not june not june the 13th no the no we're gonna be we're gonna be there july 14th oh that's what they did they got their months mixed up yep so never mind <laughs> never mind that's why we said. never realized that it was happening because it was never happening <laughs> this was all just made up <laughs> good stuff but anyway, anyway. What, what what i'm getting at is that we we just have a lot of stuff that's coming up and it's it's not going to be as <laughs> as typically coherent whatever that means for this show um as it normally is but we will still have plenty of time and plenty of episodes and whatnot um that will be coming out so don't worry about it don't worry about we still it. got we still got content that's happening don't and worry about um it. I also want to say, because uh, we said it on the Patreon, but I have to say this up front to uh, to the main group of folks listening to the, the podcast, but boy howdy was this my bourbon weekend uh, uh, a raging success. Everything, it could not have gone better than it did unless there wasn't a band playing right <laughs> next door to us during the entire recording. Oh. Um, otherwise... I and I said I said this during the live show. It means a lot that people buy into what we have planned yeah. and have faith in what it is that we do and want to show up and see <laughs> what's going on. Yeah. And what the hell are they doing? In here? And you know what? Um, not only did it it work out to uh, for to the best the best of our abilities. Um, but it proves that we can do this yeah. <laughs> and that we're going to continue doing this and that it means it, it means that we have more to offer than oh, yeah. uh, we kind of give ourselves credit for before now. So next year is going to be great. I was going to say something like we got a lot in these britches, but that didn't, that doesn't, <laughs> that didn't, that doesn't sound. That's like, reserved for yeah. Jimmy Russell. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. That's where Perry Russell hides in his... <laughs> oh, no! What? Oh, that's so gnarly. What? <laughs> no, what? Huh? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's enough sentimentality. We got a lot to get to on this episode, including asking Eric what he's been drinking recently. Honestly? Not much. Not a lot. Yeah, me neither. Ever since we left the weekend, kind of, kind of just been a little thing here and there. Um, I got... I got a new um, blue note. The oh, I've got a blue note. I've got a pick up too. I keep forgetting about. It. Oh yeah, it's a pick from Liquor Depot. Um, it was sent with one of the bottles that um, oh, yeah uh, we had in the tasting. Uh, but it is really good. I paired it with a donut at the beginning of the week that I need to post today because it's actually what, National Donut today Day. Today is National Donut Day. I paired it with a maple bacon donut. There for, you go. Because the pick is really like got this like sweet and savory note in it. It's a very it's awesome. one of the Kentucky distillate ones. Yeah. Um, 
it's got just this hint of like barbecue in it, but it's also very sweet and mapley. Nice. Um, and then I had a little bit of um, what did I have? Gosh, oh, uh, some more Jack Daniels barrel proof last night just before bed. Oh, and Penelope thirteen year old white whiskey. Oh, that's a heck of a way to after after uh, after kids sports last night. I was just ready to unwind before bed, and that that was two pours that just put me to bed. Yeah, <laughs> real good. I'll talk about one pour that put us to bed uh, over the weekend. The Obtanium Canadian Rye Whiskey oh, pick yeah. from uh, Tarek down at Elixir Spirits that was, that shit was good. 156 proof and 26 years old. How is that possible? That doesn't make any it's sense. It's amazing. It doesn't man. make any sense it's, to me. It's I don't understand so good. science enough to know how that works. <laughs> Eric uh, had it as his last pour of the night on Friday night. and I went night-night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it, it, so tell me, was this a like you were asleep in the car before mm-hmm. you even got home? Okay. No, this was a, I'm feeling good. April's driving us home. And I get in the bed, and then I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> I made it to the bed. That's good. That's yeah. a positive. Yeah. That's always a positive. That was one of the, you know, I I brought that along. It was but, so good. And I also, okay, so I'll, I'll talk about this because I never actually discussed it on the podcast. But I brought my <laughs> my double eagle very rare decanter. <laughs> Where is that thing at? Uh, it's in one of the boxes oh, right now. Um, but so I got advertised on Facebook a few months ago <laughs> a Double Eagle Very Rare decanter. And the the thing is, like, I'm, I'm a glutton for, like, how scammed can I get? Yeah. Like, if I have the extra money for it. What is this really going to be? Exactly. And so I... I I bought it. It was coming from China. It was like <laughs> it was like sixty bucks. I thought, you know, maybe it'll be the actual Eagle Rare decanter. Maybe it'll come with the box and everything. And you know, if it's if it's just that, I'll be happy. Like I think it'd be really fun, and you know, just something kind of funny to have around. Especially if I put just like regular Eagle Rare in there and whatnot. Um, but what came was like the cheapest glass. Or the most expensive plastic. I'm really not sure. Like, really hard plastic. The eagle on With it. <laughs> the, the dopiest looking, dumbest little, like, weird looking eagle of all time on the bottle. It's like... And do you know, you know how they've got the eagle in the bottom of the decanter, too? It looks more like a parrot than it does an actual eagle. Just its face isn't fully formed, and it's just got, like... It doesn't have that like actual beak to it and everything, and it's it's the epitome of bootleg. Oh, it absolutely is. I, it's it's incredible. It's one of my favorite things that I have in my collection now. I remember when you got it. We had just it, gotten done recording. We got done recording. I was leaving, and you were like, "Oh, it came," and like, "Well, let's open it up. I got a few minutes." I. I laughed till my side hurt, and I was crying. We were crying, laughing in the driveway. I was of our house. crying. I was laughing. So it hard. was so daggone funny. And it's uh, like it, this big. Oh, it's tiny. It's not even a full it's like seven fifty. Three seven five. <laughs> I think it might be like a five hundred, <laughs> which doesn't make which makes even less sense. But like you know, like the the bottom of the so regular Eagle Rare bottles have like this extra little thing 
at the at the bottom of the bottle. I don't even know what you would call it. I'm sure there's a name for it in yeah, glass blowing or whatever. Yeah. But it's got that extra little lip, that extra bit of glass. It and like the decanter, the the actual double eagle very rare decanter has that on there. This one does not. It's just <laughs> it's just a jar. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so funny. But I I threw an eagle rare pick in there, the innkeeper's special. Uh, and brought it along, and people, they were fooled by it initially. They're like, what is this? Who really brought a double eagle <laughs> to cancer? <laughs> to the They're like, we've up. never seen, seen one in person. Is this real? I was like, well, it's really here. <laughs> it's really in front of you. There's really eagle rare in there. So, yeah. So, that's kind of... Uh... Really real eagle rare. Instead of very rare, very, very rare. Real, real, really real eagle rare. <laughs> Well, we got a bunch of news we got to get to. Eric, are you ready for any of this that we, we have to talk about? I'm ready about? when you are, because you're reading it to me. Okay, good. <laughs> um, it's been a minute since we've uh, we've sat down and talked about new products and new bottles and new releases and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we'll, we'll start with uh, a record-breaking sale. On the largest whiskey bottle ever, which sold for a million dollars. So I want now. Uh, <laughs> the colossal bottle is nearly six feet tall, holding three hundred eleven liters, uh, four hundred fourteen point six seven fifty mils. How many? <laughs> Over four hundred. It's like two barrels worth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and a width twice that of the average person. Uh, this is coming from GoBourbon.com, so the Bourbon Review. Uh, and you know what they say? It's what's on the inside that counts. In this case, it's 32-year-old Macallan, so a whole bunch of the good stuff. Uh, and it's sold for $1.4 million. That's scotch. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Person-sized bottles. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm... How I'm just you, cracking up over it. How dude. do you open it? I uh, with a forklift and <laughs> a crane, like a big claw machine. He's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought the thought of a crane coming down and like clamping onto the bottle yeah. and just lifting the cork, and it's like the cork pop makes like the earth shake. <laughs> yeah, it's like breaking the sound barrier. Yeah, um, a thief to put it in there. Yeah. And get, like... anyway, I just I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was cool. But that's that's a big bottle. Four hundred and four. You wouldn't need whiskey for to buy whiskey for a really long time. I would hope not. <laughs> Talk about keg. Bringing a keg to a party. Bring that. You put a. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you tap it. Yeah. <laughs> like you put a keg, but the bottle breaks. <laughs> what a waste of a million dollars. Sounds like a movie from the eighties. Yeah. Uh, Angel's Envy is going to, uh, or has already unveiled, an $8.2 million distillery expansion in downtown Louisville. Oh. Uh, it's going to add 13,000 square feet to their current building, and it will increase annual guest capacity by 64,000, allowing Angel's Envy to open its doors to more than 100,000 guests total per year. Uh, there's going to be some new spaces, five new tasting rooms. An additional bar space, an event space, and full catering kitchen, a designated room for Angels Envy, Envy, excuse me, bottle your own experience, uh, and a large retail, larger retail area, excuse me. 
Uh, current production production capacity of the distillery is two million proof gallons per year, and the expansion cost of eight point two million. Uh, excuse me, the expansion costs eight point two million, and will create approximately twenty new jobs in Louisville. So, pretty cool. Uh, not the biggest fan of Angels Envy as far as like their products go, but I mean they they have a market. They have yeah. people who love their their bottles, and uh, you know at the very least it's good to see. That there is some expansion happening. Yeah. More jobs, more places for people to visit, and all that. So, You want to talk about a new release that's just set the bourbon world on fire? Just lit everybody up? Oh, God. Something that Jason from the Mash and Drums says uh, is just a big troll (laughs) in the whiskey (laughs) community. Um, Jim Beam has two new products on the way. Both under the Hardens Creek label. Uh, the first one's called Jacob's Well. It is a blend of. Oh, I thought it was 14 and 15. It's actually 15 and 16 oh. year old uh, bourbons. Uh, retail price is going to be around 150 per bottle, 108 proof, uh, 750. So, getting what you, you pay for. Uh, but. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Uh, this next one is 108 proof, $80 a bottle, and two years. Yeah, two years. It's called uh, uh, Colonel James B. Beam, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Colonel Beam. <sighs> Finished or anything? Uh, I Let me look real quick. The limited edition two-year-old whiskey achieves a depth of flavor usually reserved for more mature bourbons by taking it off the still at a lower distillation proof, imparting more flavor from the fermentation process. Uh, in making this whiskey, Freddie Noe was inspired by the uh, style of bourbon the Colonel was making on day 121, low distillation proof for a fuller flavor, guaranteeing the rich complexity of the young whiskey stays intact. Um, I thought it was finished, but I guess I'm, I, I thought it was finished in like French oak barrels. Guess not. Well. What do you think about this? So here's, okay, let me, let, me, let me try to justify that a little bit better. I was talking to Chad from My Daily Bourbon this morning about it. And he had a buddy that said that Jim Beam doesn't have the notoriety that other distilleries have to be able to put out a product at this low of an age, at this high of a price, and that they're basically just playing everybody. And the argument wasn't necessarily because they have products that suck, it's that people don't line up for Jim Beam products. Now, I think that's a very fallible argument. (laughs) Like... Jim Beam is still the number one bourbon producer in the world. I was going to say, I don't know. I don't think I would say that they don't have the notoriety because, like you just said, like, it's Jim Beam. Like, it's one of those names. I mean. it Jim, a lot of people think, you know, something to the effect of Jim Beam means bourbon. You know, yeah. like, you know, you've had your Jim Beams and your Maker's Marks. and Jim Beam Black was, I've said it before, was the first <laughs> thing I ever had. Have you gotten into that that fit or Not handle yet. yet? Not yet. I'm excited to see how that is, man. Oh. I can't wait. But yeah, like yeah. I, I, I feel like they're just as big a name, and everybody knows them. They can do whatever they want to, honestly. 
Yeah, I don't think that it's a like they haven't earned it kind of deal. Yeah, it's there's just, no it, yeah, there's no Jim Beam like B Tac or anything like that. But yeah. like, but there could be. There could be. There could be. We could have a Knob Creek limited release each year. That's you know similar to George T. Stag. We could have. Um, not that they do like a weeded bourbon, but you know, like they're I mean, old granddad so, something. Sure, they yeah. could do a, a Knob Creek cast rye or yeah, well, I mean, true. Like, but it yeah. would still be eighty proof. But you know, Some, if you did something a, special, I mean, if you did a twenty year Basil Hayden, people would eat it up. I mean, there's there's so many things that people that that Jim Beam could do to achieve that like status level. Yeah. That I guess you know, based on that argument they should be at to release this kind of product but at in that same like vein i don't think that this is like i don't think that you get to a point where you earn the respect of people to where you're okay to release a two-year-old yeah. bourbon releasing a two-year-old bourbon is usually on the flip side of that when you're just starting out this is a distillery that's been around since 1795 yeah like <laughs> they're not just pulling up to the game and and saying here i am and the thing that kills me is that they are known for like a decent price item, you yeah. know, nine year Knob Creek, you know, $45, $40, you know, 12 year pick or whatever, like 50, $60, like whatever. And then it's just like this. It's just like, it's so hard to get by that price and age that I'm not focused on anything else. I'm not worried about anything other than that. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, and I, I think that it's a weird... And I understand, like, kind of where... <laughs> you keep bumping into that fan. fan. <laughs> but I, I understand that they're kind of using it as, like, a marketing ploy to say, well, this is the way that Jim Beam himself made it during Prohibition. But... Or, like, after Prohibition. But the, the thing is, like... Don't you feel like there is something that you could put out that better represents his legacy than a two-year-old product? At 108 proof and I mean, this $80 hat, a bottle. I mean, what if they made it exactly the way that, and I know that it's a, probably a production nightmare, but I, I think that we have to, like, if we're really going to pay tribute to these guys, and I think that bourbon is popular enough right now and people have enough money, distilleries have enough money right now to where they could do it, but do a special run of products that, were made exactly to a T, 100% of the way that they were when the distillery was either first founded or when it was at its most popular. Yeah. Why can't we do that? Why can't we, you know, and maybe there are some distilleries that are doing that. We just haven't heard about it yet. And then make the same price it was when they first opened. <laughs> yeah, four thirty-five or whatever. <laughs> $2. This <laughs> here's 85 cents. Well, buddy, that's about 30 cents too much for that bottle of whiskey there. But seriously, like, but there's, I mean, there's, there's things you could do instead of like slapping an $80 price tag on a two-year-old bourbon. I mean, there are more ways to, to honor a legacy than that. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't, don't either. I, it does not, you know, maybe somebody will have a better understanding or they'll put out a statement, but that just makes no sense to me at all. Is the same, is the other bottle the same price? Uh, no, it is one fifty. Yeah, but which actually is like fifteen to sixteen. Priced. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's may, essentially charge, charges twenty dollars for it. 
Yeah. Like it's a t- if you're going by the ten years per or ten dollars per year pricing eighty dollars for two year or a hundred and fifty for sixteen years. I am easily going with the, the more expensive one in that I don't case. Get it. And the thing is, so we we have the, the whiskey drop thing or whatever they're calling it at, at Jim Beam. Uh so we will actually get to try both of these bourbons. But <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. A weird first move for uh, Freddie No being the... It's a bold move, Cotton. Bold. Let's see how it plays out for him. Um, on, on that note, I want to say something, too. I didn't know about this until um, I was talking with my sister, who, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, she actually works in the governor's office at, uh, at the Capitol. She likes books, too. She loves books. She reads books. Um, our governor was at the, uh, the unveiling of the new Jim Beam facility, and Freddie did not know that his dad was going to name him the master distiller for that facility. So that was all like it was all hush hush. Wow. And he he was he surprised him with it Dang. that day. So it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. It's really, that really cool awesome. that they that he did that. But if yeah, it's just I just hate that like this is the first thing that Yeah, it's and it, like we're we're hung up on that, which is you know that's what we do we talk about prices and we talk about products and all that but like it sucks that the majority of people will probably remember like instead of him being named the master distiller at that point they're just going to be like yeah oh, remember, remember that two, that, yeah, two, two year, year old, old bourbon? 80 dollar bourbon well yeah. that's i mean but you know they did it not us so does jim beam have any bottled and bond pro- oh yeah of course they do jim beam bonded yeah bonded. shut up perry <laughs> oh granddad bonded too yeah i mean like i i guess i was just thinking like Something that could pay even more tribute to like that era I of would, whiskey making. Even though it's just two more years, I would, I would pay. I would be, I'd feel better paying eighty dollars for a bottled in bond, hundred proof. Two year. two years older, eight proof points less. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I would, I, I would I still feel you. better about it. I agree with you, and and I hate that it's like the age that we're so hung up on. And here's the thing, maybe it's great. Maybe it's really good whiskey. If if they if they made a two year old whiskey that is worth eighty dollars, then there's gonna be people trying to steal their secret recipe like a Krabby Patty. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know, man. Um, I don't know. I'm ready to put that one to bed though. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody knows about it. Well, anyway, until we get it and try it, and then we'll bring it back up again. <laughs> So this is coming from uh, the Lexington newspaper, the Herald Leader. Do you know back in the day that uh, when they used to do like morning and evening editions of newspapers, um, there was the Herald in the morning and in the afternoon it was the Leader? Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. That's how it used to be in Lexington. Um, But there are some folks in uh, Anderson County, Lawrenceburg, in Kentucky, who are concerned with Buffalo Trace's uh, new expansion, uh, and they are concerned with the the property values, traffic, and whiskey fungus. Come again? Angel share. That's an actual. There's a fungus. They call it a fungus. Well, that's it's mold. So you know, oh, on, okay, like they're just the, saying the mold, like yeah, they call, yeah. it, but they call it the whiskey fungus. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that that was the term. Yeah. So they're they're expanding to be able to age 
more barrels. So this is not in Frankfurt. No, this is in Lawrenceburg, which is not far from right. Closer from Frankfurt, to Turkey, and yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so this is a quote from uh, Cody Alexander, who is a resident uh, who opposes the new warehouse complex. Says this is a quick cash grab on the part of the county, and it's just being pushed through by Buffalo Trace. Uh, he and his neighbors are worried about whiskey fungus, which which feeds off the alcohol fumes released by aging barrels and blackens buildings, buildings and trees. They also have concerns about increased truck traffic on the two-lane state road and the potential fire hazard of so much flammable liquid nearby. Okay. Um, they're looking to build up to 24 barrel warehouses, brick houses on uh, 450 acres. Uh, each warehouse would hold about 60,000 barrels. That's a lot. About 1.4 million. Um, I don't know, man. I, I understand the fire concern, but the fires have been so, those issues have been so minuscule. Oh, everything all, especially if they're building new ones, they're going to have all the safety features and everything. Yeah. Uh, And I don't, I don't think that you really have to worry that much about the mold coming from, because that most of that gets relegated to like. The Rick houses. I was gonna say, does it go any farther? Than I mean, the it, Rick go, it, it gets on trees. I don't. In like, they're talking about like it getting on homes and everything, but I don't think that really happens that often. Not unless you have your house right by a Rick house. Man, I want to build a house. I'll, I'll, I'll I'd build wel- a house right next to a Rick house. You kidding me? I'd welcome the <laughs> mold. Um. I don't know. It's it's not gone through just yet, um, but it you know there there has been some opposition. But as as far as like um, zoning and you know approving the fact that you know they they could put it in that has been approved by Anderson County. But I don't know. Maybe I'm coming from this in a you know whiskey lovers yeah. position, but at the same time, I really don't think that it's that big a deal. <laughs> Yeah, not not unless they were like just clearing out a town and they're like, we're buying your property, yeah, you got to exactly. move out so we can, you know, that's a different. But if it's just a big open thing and yeah, oh well, I don't know. Let's talk about some new releases. Ooh, I know one. We're gonna start with a big one. Barrel Gold Label Seagrass, twenty years old, one twenty eight point twelve proof, five thousand bottles. Five hundred dollars. Mm. There's some sixteen year secret. <laughs> um, it's a lot. That's a lot of money. Finished in uh, Martinique rum, uh, Malmsley Madeira, and apricot brandy casks for its finishing. Is this what kind of whiskey is it? It's rye, rye. finished rye because it's seagrass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I want to try it. <laughs> I might see. Uh, I, I might text our. Our rep for a barrel and see if they have any They're media samples. So let's actually do that right now. Five hundred. Ah, oh, it's so expensive. So just curious, how much was the obtainium rye? Oh, it was like mm, eighty bucks, ninety bucks. And it was how? Twenty six years old. And it's hazmat. Yeah. But I know a lot of the finishes go into this and all that, but still. Yeah. 
apparently we're talking just about uh, ultra premium, bot- hyper premium bottles today. Hyper. Uh, Rabbit Hole, their new founders collection. It's called Neville Nevelier. N e v a double l. Neville. A i e r. One of my favorite wrestlers. He's one of my favorite characters in Harry Potter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, French oak finished. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Sixteen year old. One o. 5.8 proof. 1155 bottles. Say it. Ah! $895. No. <laughs> what? Why? Why? Oh my god, we got two year old eighty dollar bourbon. Now we've got a a $900, $900 16 year old bourbon. 16 year. The market is collapsing. Um, what is going on? <laughs> uh, an exploration of the sensory uh-huh. impact of French oak maturation on bourbon. Nevelier is a blend of 10 high ride Kentucky bourbons that were aged for 15 years in a new charred American, in new charred American oak barrels and finished in French oak casks for one year. So where are those barrels from? Huh? Because it's not a rabbit hole, right? No, no. Uh, and and the thing is, Cave, who is the um, the founder over at Rabbit Hole, he has just a collection of barrels that he's bought. So he's could be anything. Huh? Could be anything. Could literally be anything. But it's so expensive. It's so much. I want to drink it. I want to drink it. I want to enjoy it. But I can't. Who has nine hundred dollars to spend on one new bottle of bourbon? Don't they do? Why can't we just do the thing where, like, you know, you want an Acura, but you can't afford an Acura, so you get a Honda. They got the same engine and stuff like that. <laughs> Put it in a Coke bottle for me, and let me drink it uh, for cheaper. God, I want a Lexus, but I can only afford a Toyota because, well, they got the same stuff in it. Just give me a cheaper version of the same thing. Give me the Sam's Choice. Give me the Kirkland. How about a new Tennessee straight bourbon? This a one's one? this one's thirteen year old. Uh, one one eleven proof, hundred and fifty dollars a bottle. Okay, a little bit more reasonable. Uh, limit of about three thousand bottles. Uh, it's from Millam and Green. It's the Castle Hill series. Excuse me. Also, that reminds me. Um, I picked up a new uh, a bottle of the new uh, Nelson's Greenbrier. Oh, the new bourbon. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't tried it yet, but I, I've got it, and we'll do a bonus episode review on it or something good. soon. Uh, it's a blend of 26 barrels ranging in age from 13 years, 10 months, and 17 days to 14 years, 3 months, and 6 days. <laughs> Just dickhole. The series is named for the historic... I don't know yet. The series is named for the historic Texas Military Institute in Austin, which is also home to master blender Heather Green's Blending Lab. The first 118 bottles will be available at the Millam and Green Distillery in Blanco, Texas. I thought this was Tennessee. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Are they pulling a Baltimore on us? <laughs> um, I'm very confused by this. Uh, but there are going to be bottles distributed to California, Connecticut, uh, D.C., Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Kentucky, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, Oklahoma, Texas, Washington, Wisconsin, and Alberta, Canada. I wasn't expecting the Canada to be thrown in there at the end. 
Um, that's really funny. <laughs> this release is all over the place. I'm confused by it, dude. Yeah, I'm, so I'm really confused, confused by it. <laughs> Whiskey Mutants, one ounce of news. What is this? What are you doing? It's a new segment. <laughs> you just springing this on me? Yeah, I got news of my own. <laughs> I'm trying to help. Yeah, I appreciate it. It just I wasn't expecting it. What's your, what's your one ounce of news? Wilderness Trail Distillery. I know about this. Oh, yes. I'm very excited about this. If you join their email um, group or whatever it's called, you've already known this. But if you haven't, guess what? They are releasing their first eight-year bourbon. Weren't we just talking about this? Yes, we were. Like, we were like, are they going to skip it and go like the to nine-year? Yeah. Or they heard us. <laughs> And said, well, guess what, Perry and Eric? Guess what, y'all? We got news for you. We got the news. Dr. Pat said, mm. <laughs> So when uh, So we had this uh, big sushi dinner last week with, with Don um, at a really authentic sushi place in Lexington, which I didn't even know existed. And we walk in, and literally at like the first table in was Dr. Pat. <laughs> Just just sitting there hanging out. I didn't want to bug him or anything because right. I feel, you know, it, it always feels weird when you go up to people and you're like, hey. It's, you I said hi to him in the bathroom at the Beaumont. Because <laughs> he was there with Dixon. All after right, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have felt so weird. <laughs> but I was going to go up to him and say hi because Dixon was like, yeah, come over and say hi. And then April's like, you are not going over. You, the- know, you know what? You know what? I should have thrown this in with what we've been drinking too. Um, we drank a lot of sake at the, the oh, sushi yeah. dinner. And... We had a quail egg shot, which is a raw quail egg in sushi with some... Sake. In sake, excuse me, uh, with uh, lobster eggs. Oh, my Lord. It was so good. But the thing is, it sits like right on the top of your belly. Oh, bet. As soon as you you drink it, it was really, really good. You would have thought that after, you know, like between that and like the durian snack cake... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> that would have been the worst one. But no, durian is the devil's fruit. Well, you're shooting that. You ain't going to taste anything. Yeah, like exactly. That. I'm not like chewing up the egg yolk or anything. There's no way to shoot that oh. durian snack. <laughs> anyway, Wilderness Trail, yes. eight-year bourbon. Eight-year bourbon. This is the, um, if you look at the labels, one's yellow. That's the wheat. This is going to be the black label, which is their um, Hara yes. bourbon. Uh, it is, uh, they don't sell the proof. But it's only $86. I'm totally down for that. Gift shop exclusive. It's going to release on July 8th at 9 a.m. And it is a small batch of 40 barrels. So. Ooh, I'm going to be in town for that. We're going, baby. Yeah, we are. We're getting up. If if I work the night before, you just meet me after work, and we're just going up to Wilderness Trail. Heck yes. Um, It's going to be a limit of four bottles per person, so... I'll take two. <laughs> I will take two as well. I'll probably take two. I've already got people like, put me down for one. I'm like, well, we'll see. I mean, I don't mind doing that. As long as I can get two, I will buy two for somebody yeah. else. You can buy two for somebody else, and sure. we'll call it a day. I'm done. Look, look, Dr. Patty eating that cake. That's a beautiful cake. Look at that. That beard, too, man. Man, so metal. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> Love with Mr. Thank you for your one ounce of news. And back to Perry. And we're back. Smooth Ambler has a new bourbon coming out. Founders Cask Strength Series. It's a five-year-old West Virginia straight bourbon, $55. Varies on proof. 
limited to uh, 5,400 bottles, California, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Maryland, Michigan, North Carolina, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, and Texas. Utah, Vermont, Virginia. No. North Carolina, come on and raise up. <laughs> uh, it's a mash bill of 71% corn, 21% rye, and 8% malted barley in number four casks at five years old. Hmm. Not bad. Interesting. Not bad. 55 bucks for that? I'm totally down. I like that price. I would I would give it a go. Give it a red hot every, go. Every time a good price comes up, I'm like, yes. <laughs> Uh, we got a new straight corn whiskey from Balcones. Balcones? I don't. I still I don't, don't know, know how to actually say it. Uh, it's called Big Baby Bottled and Bond. Balcones Big Baby Bottled and Bond. It's five years old. Uh, Hundred proof, of course. Sixty dollars. B B I B B B B I B B B B I B. Right. B B B B B B. Balcones Big Baby. Balcones. I was just saying Big Baby Bottled and Bond. Big B B I B is really funny though. It's like Tanner with a baby bourbon boy. Today's his birthday, by the way. I need to text happy him birthday. Wish him happy birthday. One of your predecessors. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I met him one time, barely. Do you know he works for, uh, he does design work for a video game company? Yeah, I think I, saw, I remember uh, hearing about that. Yeah. Uh, so it's the first bottle to bond whiskey from Balcones. Five years old. <laughs> Five year old corn whiskey aged in. Tequila barrels. Is that? Can that be called bottled and bond? I, I thought it had to be say, new charred oak. I was going to say, is that allowed? I don't know. We're going to have to come back to that at some point. <laughs> what are you doing, Texas? Whatever they want. Well, Speaking of Texas, Garrison Brothers Laguna Madre, 2022 release, straight bourbon, eight years old, 101 proof, $350. Uh, 1,014 bottles. Gosh, we got a lot of stuff we're going through this week. <laughs> it's the comeback episode. It's the comeback. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. Chicken Cock Island Rooster finished dry. Non-age stated. 94 proof. 95 proof. $200 a bottle. 6,000 bottles. 95.5 rye. It was aged for more than four years and finished in Caribbean rum casks for at least six months. What are you doing? $200? Ah, oh, please, man. Yeah. Um, production for this initial initial release was limited to 25 barrels, equating to 6,000 bottles. Another 6,000 bottles will be, will be released in late summer. Uh, Route 2, or Batch 2 of American Highway Reserve, is going to be coming out as well. Uh, 98 proof blend of straight bourbons from Kentucky and Georgia, non-age stated. $100 a bottle, 60,000 bottles. Uh, this is Brad Paisley's second batch. Uh, it's a portion of barrels that followed him on semi-trucks as he toured the country during the summer of 2021. As with the first batch, he worked with Bardstown Bourbon Company to create it. This time around, three whiskeys contributed to the blend. 27% four-year-old Kentucky bourbon at 70% corn, 21% rye, 9% malted barley. 7% 12-year-old Kentucky bourbon. 78% corn, 10% rye, 12% malted barley. So 12-year-old Heaven Hill juice. And 66% 8-year-old Georgia bourbon, 80% corn. I cannot talk today. 10% rye, 5% wheat, 5% malted barley. Interesting. Should we work on getting Brad Paisley on the podcast? Why not? And we may as well. He's been on Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Yeah. So. You can play guitar with him. I would love to. 
Yeah, I'd like to do that. Talk about some TCB labels. And then we got an interview we got to get to as well. Tell me about them. So we talked last time that we did news about the Bardstown Bourbon Company Origin Series. We did bourbon. Mm. We now are seeing the label for their six-year-old rye bourbon at 96 proof. Uh, (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) 60% corn, 36% rye. Oh, my gracious. 4% malted barley. It's almost a rye whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dude, I can't wait. I cannot wait for that. Can I say one thing? We, I don't think we didn't record uh, after uh, a couple of friends from California came and I took them to Bardstown. No, that was a couple of weeks ago. So we went to uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company and did a um, did a tour, which it it was fun doing a tour again because I haven't done like a just a normal tour in a while. But they going through their facilities and. They let us get white dog right off the the the, the still there. Uh, we got to you got to get your get your um your little taste of the beer. It just felt so nice to just be able to do that again. <laughs> I'll tell you. But their facility is amazing. It really is. It's so cool. That was the first time I'd actually went through and uh Oh, you've not t- actually seen it before. No, I've I've not done a tour there other than wow. the, uh, I did one of the ones where you can go and like thief your own uh, oh. sample and stuff. Yeah. But that was like before COVID. Yeah. They're still doing that though. Yeah. We did it again. Nice. Like, yeah. They let us do it again. I'm going to shut up then. So <laughs> no, it was, it was so cool. Such a good experience. We got a new Stellum Rye coming out. Hmm. Cast strength blend. 115.12. This is called the Fibonacci blend. Say that again. Fibonacci. Fibonacci. This release of Stellum Black Rye celebrates the Fibonacci sequence, a series of numbers, each the sum of the two previous numbers. Six separate rye blends were combined in accordance with the sequence. Just like so many other presentations of Fibonacci, the blend that it produced was both balanced and beautiful. So a lot, a lot of mathematics in that, yeah. that name. Yeah. I used to understand it, but... <laughs> I don't get it. We got a new Lou. A new, new, a Lou, new, new, rye, new Lou. rye whiskey finished in rum barrels. Part of their experimental uh, finish hmm. series. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> Looks like it's going to be about 112 proof and okay. aged for four months in those That's a long barrels. time. Yeah. Goodness gracious. We got a bunch of rabbit hole labels. A double, double barrel tequila cask finish called Azul. 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 Uh, <laughs> I am Zul. Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> the key master. I'm the key master. Uh, finished in tequila casks. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 95 proof. It's a 375. That's all the information we have on that one, unfortunately. An American whiskey coming from Nulu. Non-chill filtered. Small batch. Looking to be about 116 proof. Golly, there's a bunch of these. Uh, another rabbit hole. Double barrel Armagnac finished. Alpha Vieli. I probably said that wrong. 95 proof. Uh, and that's all the information on that one. Okay. 
Broken Barrel Honey Smoke. Speaking of Broken Barrel. Broken Barrel, yeah. Uh, it's a Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey 101 proof. Uh, mash Bill 95.5 Rye. Oak Bill 50% X Honey Barrel, 50% X and Yeho Mezcal. Wow. Interesting. We, we gave we gave them a couple of ideas. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, a new Nelson Bros whiskey. Honey cask as well. So just Bellmead honey. I was going to say, is yeah. this, this the same Pretty as much. Bellmead honey? Uh, a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys finished in three uh, True Bee honey casks. 93.3 proof. Uh, interesting. Hmm. It's lower proof. than It is. Yeah. A ruby port finished from Rabbit Hole called Rebello. 95 proof. Okay. <laughs> That's all the information we got on that one. Golly, there's so much stuff that we haven't even talked about. We didn't even talk about Dixon's new new product. Oh, yeah. The 2XO Phoenix Blend. Dang it. He shall rise. All oh, right. Phoenix. Let me run through a few of these, and we need to talk about Dixon's Blend. Uh, broken Barrel, Rare Americana, straight American whiskey finished with Broken Barrel staves, seven years old. 85% corn, 50% rye, oak bill of 75% Sauternes cask, 25% French oak. Um, we got a Rabbit Hole Sea Song, 95 proof, rum cask finished. Another Broken Barrel, it's called Finn Walker, second sighting, straight American whiskey finished with Isla cask staves. Interesting. Uh, 36 months old. Uh, 52.5% malted barley, 47.5% wheat, oak bill of 30% X 15-year Isla barrels, and 70% X 10-year Isla barrels. Um, goodness gracious. This is why we can't take weeks off. <laughs> it's too much to do. Uh, Broken Barrel, the Reckoner straight American whiskey finished with cognac staves, 120 proof, 85% wheat, 50, uh, 15% malted barley, 80% cognac cask, 20% French oak for the oak staves. Uh, Uncle Nearest single barrel mm. premium whiskey. Uh, not a lot of information. 120.6 proof. Didn't see anything about the age. Uh, some smooth ambler products. Contradiction rye, cast strength series, single barrel, straight rye whiskey. CMGP, right? Yes, I believe. Uh, New Davies County toasted finish? Hmm. Toasted Barrel Finish Series, yep. Uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company, Single Barrel, Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey, uh, 95 proof, six-year, 95.5 rye. And that's their own rye, right? Uh, yes. Nice. It is. Uh, a few Four Gates, Bardstown Bourbon Company, Distillery Collection, Straight Bourbon Whiskey Finish, and Cabernet Sauvignon Barrels. 106 proof. This is a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, running, I'm running out of energy. Uh, a couple of Balcones. Nobody really cares about mm. All right, so let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Dixon's new uh, new venture, I'm the excited. Phoenix Blend Two XO Two Times Oaked by Dixon Deadman. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm excited just to see him get back to what he loves doing. Oh, absolutely. Um, let me see because I can't remember if there are any. I don't think we've seen the proof just yet. Yeah, we haven't we haven't seen the proof. But the, the back of the label says, The Phoenix Blend is the first release in the ongoing blender series for my new line 2XO, 2 times oaked. 
oak, excuse me, each release is unique, created by blending select stocks of my finest barrels and crafted using my double barreling process. Each blend is limited, one of a kind, and has its own story. The Phoenix Blend is my re-entry into the world of bourbon. This is just the beginning. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. You know, when, when this first came out, when we first saw this, my reaction was, you know what's cooler than an owl? Fucking Phoenix. Big old Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, that's your exact text message to me. I I think this is awesome, man. I'm really excited for it. Uh, not that you know Kentucky Owl wasn't essentially the same process, but you know, I'm just happy to see Dixon back. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be really great. But no no word on price just yet. He did say before that it was going to be more affordable than Kentucky Owl. So even if it's around like the 100 150 dollar. I mean, yeah. Price range. I'll the, be okay with it. They were getting up to three, 350 there towards the end. Mm-hmm. So, I'm here for it, man. I'm all here for it. Well, it's been, Eric, a, a little while since we've caught up with, uh, with our next guest on the podcast. But uh, last time we checked in, they were just starting to distribute a little bit further outside of uh, the, the L.A. area in California. So, we are super happy to welcome back. To the show, our good buddy, Seth Benheim. I, I think I, I still don't know exactly how ben, to say your last name. Come on. Benheim. Okay. Like, I said it, I think I might have said it right the first time that you were on. And even then, I'm like, like, now I'm like, D- I don't, I don't know if I know. I said it right I, did the first I, time. Did I learn on. how to read today? Like, that's the kind of thing that's going through my brain right now. <laughs> Just that little so. last minute self-doubt. You got to <laughs> yeah. What do you mean last minute? I live in self-doubt, dude. (laughs) That's my constant state of affairs here. But, uh, Seth, it is so good to have you back on, man. Um, Catch catch people up. Tell tell everybody what's been going on. Remind uh, me what you guys are. What are you guys pouring tonight? Remind me what you guys have. So so we got sent sent five different samples. Yeah, I got Um, lined up over here. (laughs) We got the California Oak. Um, which has that changed since uh, since last year when we had you on? Only slightly. Only to okay. Some slightly. Well, re- regardless, I'm 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 curious to to get back into it. Um, we got the small batch, we got the cast strength, uh, and then we also got the rye whiskey and the wheat whiskey, I believe. Um, so we pretty much got the whole gamut. Yeah. Of uh, of broken barrel. Yep. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to say this and I think it's, I, uh, I think I probably know what the answer is going to be, but, uh, where do you want us to start out with, with, uh, uh California, the, yeah, the, California, yeah, California, great, great cool. starting place. Great starting yeah. place for sure. I, uh, and, and it's been a while. I know that my, I've, I've moved where I, I sit basically and where most of the studio operates from, uh, since, uh, you were on last. So I'm not entirely sure where this uh, the old sample bottle is, but uh, for for the sake of comparison, I'm sure we'll check it out. Behind you, um, I'm just. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Barry. Honestly, Eric probably knows better than I do. <laughs> I'm the one that always, always rummages through all the samples. I thought maybe you'd. Uh, I thought maybe you would uh, pull out the old one and compare. And we could actually see how different. I actually. Give me a second, because. This is the part of the podcast where, like, the doo doo doo, like music. <laughs> oh, freaking a! The first thing I reached for <laughs> was. <laughs> oh, cool. and then so wait, hold that up. So you got the original that one, and then what's the, the other one's got to have a different label, right? 
Yeah, this is the the new one. New one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The other one we got. So I'm I am now curious. Sorry, Eric, I didn't think yeah, about this. You, well, you've got to ahead of time. You know what you got to do. You got to do them both, and you got. Oh, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing um, it right now. I'll have to try. Save me just a little bit when I get Dude, back I've in. Dude, I've got I've got about half of the sample bottle left, so there's there's That's plenty perfect. for you to uh, to try out. But yeah, um, so you've been uh, you've been on streams with our our good buddy Clifton. Yeah, yeah. Over at Bourbon Bites a couple of times since we've had you on. He's kind of a lucky uh, lucky guy. He gets to show up and drink uh, from the library, which is kind of cool. Dude, I, I am jealous of that, and I wish that we could just fly out to California anytime we wanted to interview anybody. Heck but yeah, we we do appreciate the you know you taking the time to sit down with us oh, um, right now. Absolutely. You know, multiple states Wait. away, but. Uh, yeah, I want to I want to give you the opportunity to kind of catch people up on what's going on with Broken Barrel and uh, see if anything's new compared to. Uh, I mean, obviously the labels are new and the labels are awesome and so cool and loving the, the upgrade and whatnot. But uh, I want to give you that that chance to kind of relay what's going on with you guys right now. Definitely. Um, well, we yeah we changed the labels and the packaging. We spent about a year. I started in two thousand. Uh, 20 in around September, I just kind of said, you know what, things are kind of <laughs> moving in a kuno yeah. direction. Let's it's now or never. Like we don't know what the future holds. Like we we weren't sure, you know, what the what the industry was going to look like in 12 months time. So we said, you know what, let's let's go for it and let's change time to do it. Thing. Yeah. And let's take this time now because you know if things pick back up. You know we're not going to get a chance if things go the other direction and get worse you know <laughs> we'll have never had we never got to see what it really could become so we went for it and it actually ended up taking because I, I was particular about a lot of different elements on the packaging so it took about a year uh to get to it so august of it was like 11 months because august we bottled uh the first batch of these whiskeys with the new recipe uh older right. whiskeys in the batch blend um and all new package. Like just, I mean, go to brokenbarrelwhiskey.com. You can see what, if you're just listening, um, what they look like. I mean, they're they're absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I had a guy look at it and smell it and buy cases of it uh, <laughs> just this week. Just, I was just got back from Oklahoma doing a sales run out there. So, you know, that's fantastic, man. Pretty pretty amazing what people think of the the smell, the taste, the packaging. It's just gotten better on all fronts, uh, to say the least. Yeah. So let, let's talk specifically about the uh, the oak mash, or excuse me, the the uh, California oak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, because the, it it is generally the the same product, both eighty eight proof. Mm -hmm. uh, both are the the same original mash bill at seventy percent corn, twenty one percent rye, and nine percent malted barley. Uh, and the oak bill, which we talked about the last time that you were on, and we'll kind of catch people up on what that is uh, in a moment. Uh, but it maintains the same oak bill as as far as I can can tell, right? It's still eighty percent Cabernet and twenty percent French oak. Yeah, eighty percent Cabernet, uh, Central Coast Cab. We like to get wine from wine barrels from like Roboli family, uh, Paso Robles, um, Roble. Never had, I never know how to say that. Um, <laughs> I talk to people from there and they don't have the exact answer. So it's kind of uh, interesting to me how it's like Los Feliz or Los Feliz or whatnot. Like people just have different, <laughs> uh, different ways of saying the same exact thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's still the Central Coast cap. So nothing has changed fundamentally. 
um, with the California Oak. And California Oak has always been a straight bourbon whiskey, whereas some of the others you may have tried prior to 2021 may not have been completely straight whiskey. Um, so 2020, the oldest whiskey we had access to was three year, 2021, four year, and now 2022. There should be some five year coming online that we may be able to get our hands on. I actually just bought a, I bought three barrels of five and a half year uh, whiskey from our guys in Kentucky, uh, nice. Owensboro. So, you know, we're, we're getting uh, different barrels sourced from them. I have sourced a few barrels mm-hmm. from MGP for projects in Los Angeles, but this California Oak has been fundamentally unchanged. Uh, so maybe the samples you try uh, are pretty neck and neck, and that may be a good thing in that we are keeping our consistency and our recipe pretty pretty tight, um, and the flavor profile hasn't changed too much. Uh, or maybe you find the new one is better, and that would also be uh, a good thing. Or maybe you like the old one better, and then I asked it up. <laughs> Let me. Well, speaking to that, I do think that it is overall a very. It 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 is still the same product. I mean, it is it is a hundred percent consistent between what uh, what you guys were doing um, last time we tried this, and I think it it was actually. And and I'm sure listeners or even Eric will correct me if I'm wrong, but it it was like mid last year that I think I interviewed you. I uh, like I, I think it came so. out I think it came out in like July of of last year. Um but it 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 between between then and now I really do feel like this this still maintains the same just very subtle sweetness and very approachable flavor profile that um that the the California oak had before. But there's there's something a little bit like softer about the the new one too which is not like by any means a a detriment to talking about what this product is it just is a very like i don't know it's it it's kind of a more delicate flavor profile and i think that you know maybe it's that that finishing process or the the oak the oak bill process um that you guys do that's that's kind of helped <laughs> it could round out that. any any edges or anything it could be that uh some of that older whiskey in the blend has yeah. softened it up a bit and made it more palatable or smoother or sure. Yeah. You know, to, to use simple yeah. terms. Um, I really like the finish on this to be 88 proof, right? Like yeah. that's crazy. It's a great I, I, finish for 88 proof. Yeah. It, it, it is a, a very full bodied boulder whiskey. Yeah. For, for 88 proof. And I, I feel like we're, we're talking about it just like, oh, despite the fact that it's 88 proof, it's still got a lot of really good things about it. But, you know, when when we really do talk about it this way, what we're saying is this is a great product. I mean, yeah. it's it's got a, a lot of, of merit to it that is extremely uh, well received and should be, you know, enjoyed by people as well. Um, yeah, Brooke, but so, yeah. Let, work on my. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mess it up. My wife calls that a Hulk smash when I smash up around my house or break things. She's just like, "Oh, you smash, you Hulk smash it again." I'm like, I, I don't know. I didn't think I grabbed it that hard or, or like, yeah. it, But I don't know. Those manly <laughs> hands right there. I break break a lot of things with these hands, <laughs> which for work is a good thing. For my for my job, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's your brand. You got to break things, right? Like, so so let's 
<laughs> Let's step back and talk a little bit about this. And I know that this is going to be kind of a, a refresher for people who remember you from being on last year, but also um, for anybody who, who may be learning about you for the first time. Uh, the, the crux of what you do, of course, is the, the Oak Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that it is important for us to, to discuss that as well. So I want to give you the, the floor so you can describe that process. And I have a, que- a follow-up question for this as well that um, I need to get your take on. And I don't okay. know, it might, oh, it, might not, Lock it. it might not actually make it into the podcast, but we will see what happens. So <laughs> don't forget the question. Don't forget the question. I will um, not. Uh, trust me. I will. I've been thinking about this question for about two months now. Okay. So. <laughs> um, now, now I'm, I'm excited to hear what the question is. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, in the, the, the long short is we take sledgehammers, axes, uh, pickaxes, mauls, whatever you want to call them, and we smash up barrels. Uh, I was about to break one today, actually, and do a video, but time got away from me, so we'll do it on Monday. Um but, but I had to rehydrate the outside of the barrel just to make sure it was nice and, you know, stayed nice and tight and fresh and didn't have any dry. Uh, didn't get any dry over the weekend, um, which we'll do that sometimes. If we're, like, scheduled to break down a barrel and smash it up and do a video or something um, and we run out of time, we'll actually just take it over uh, to the hose and we'll just hose out the outside. And yeah. we do that anyways to clean it, but we'll do it a second time just to kind of rehydrate the barrel. Because um, we're not going to add anything inside to it, but we do hydrate the barrels if we need to to keep them nice and fresh and tight and not lose the you know the, the potency can go away real quick, uh, especially as we get into the summer months. Like it was, it was pretty hot today. I would say it was like high 80s, low 90s. We were we were in the mid 80s in Lexington today. So yeah, yeah, well, finally. This is I a mean. careful time of the year where. The next four months, like we got to move fast on stuff. Like if someone's got a barrel ready and we got to pick it up and we got to break it down, yeah, we got to move quick. Like we don't have the luxury that we do in December, January, February, uh, especially different parts of the country where it's colder and stuff's pretty well preserved and the rings aren't getting loose and barrels aren't drying out too much. But now, especially if we're doing anything in Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, yeah. um, in any parts of the country where it's getting a little warmer on the West coast, especially just, we got to move quick. So, um, yeah, we're having a Marl barrel breaking down for a project that we'll probably talk about at the end. I'm sure you'll probably ask, uh, what's next or something like that. <laughs> got, got, you, uh, you know, you know, my game too well, well Seth, I, you know, my uh, game too. Well. <laughs> I knew that question always kind of comes up on a lot of a podcast. And so I have great stuff yeah. to share on that front. So I'm happy yeah, to do great. that. Uh, I, I, you know, I, for anyone that didn't listen to the first podcast or this is their first time uh, discovering the brand, I encourage everyone to follow us on Instagram. It's just Broken Barrel Whiskey all straight up together, lowercase, uh, or go to BrokenBarrelWhiskey.com. So we, uh, <clears throat> it's it's also important, I think, of course, to mention like where where you guys are distributing right now, because like I said earlier, um, you all were working on uh, greater dis- distribution um, when we were first talking with you. But what what states are you guys in at the moment? We're in 33 states. And I can honestly tell you that the few non-control states we're not in are. Uh, sorry, the 
the few states we're not in are control states, is what I meant to say. Gotcha. Okay. We're we're in pretty much every open market, with the exception of maybe a handful of states. Sure. Um, on the west side of the U.S., and that's pretty much it. We're we're in every nice. control state at this point. So basically, if you're listening to this podcast in the United States. You can, uh, you, you can find, can find it if you find it. <laughs> a couple of things. I encourage everyone call ahead and ask if there's something specific yeah. you're looking for, like the rye versus the bourbon versus the cast strength. You know, also call ahead and ask about that. You know, uh, it doesn't matter. And I encourage, I, I encourage that for every customer shopping for every brand. I mean, let's say, for example, you're looking for like even Nictors, like it's not guaranteed you're going to find every. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. One of, that they make, or Wilderness Trail, or whatever. Any any brand, Broken Barrel is the same thing. Like, yeah. not a problem that's unique to us. It's just a reality that's kind of unique to everybody. Like retailers only have so much space, and there are so many whiskeys out right now that if yeah. you're looking for a specific kind of whiskey, call ahead and ask. And if it's Broken Barrel, you know, be forceful about it because it certainly gets. <laughs> No, it gets, it gets the, the liquor store guys to go, oh, you know, people are asking for this. And that, you know, from our side of the coin, everyone, every time we go into like a store, people are going to say, oh, I never heard of your brand. But if, if you guys out there listening are calling and asking for it, they will have heard of it. That's the number one thing they go off of is yeah, people yeah, ask of course. So that's a huge part, you know, it's such a small thing to do and it, it makes such a big difference to us. So Certainly, for any brand you do support, um, they'll just go to the store, call ahead and ask, and just, you know, yeah. probably one thumb, you know, inch away from the direction button on Google Maps from the call button. <laughs> just hit the call button and say, yo, you have X, Y, Z, and they'll be like, yes or no. You probably go to that store anyways, but maybe not if they don't have what you're looking for, so. You know, we, we, Eric and I are very fortunate to, I mean, have good relationships with, with local liquor stores as well. So I, and, and I, I think that, you know, we, it's funny because, you know, we've got a cut, we're on like basically opposite ends of town here in Lexington. I'm on the North side, he's on the South side. And so like, if, if one of us can't find something on our end of town, the other one typically can and everything. So we, uh, we, we know our, our liquor store owners pretty well <laughs> at this point that, you know, yeah. Oh yeah, you absolutely do. And you know, if we, uh, if we can find any way to kind of get you even into more stores, more markets here, uh, in town, we absolutely would, uh, We're gonna, know, be all, be all about you know, that. I'm not getting out to Lexington, but I don't know when this is going to air, but We'll be out. Uh, I'll be out the first week of June. Um, actually, second week of June. That that week of the sixth through the eleventh. Yeah. We we'll at the Bourbon uh, Barbecue Challenge down in. Uh, oh snap! Okay. Uh, in a down at Daniel Crossing. Yeah. We'll be down there. Uh, I don't know if you guys are going to be there, but I'll be down there at the Bourbon Barbecue Challenge uh, that weekend, the tenth and eleventh, and then. Uh, a lot of whiskey societies. We're actually heading out to Paducah, and then to Owensboro, then to Louisville, then down to Dan, uh, and through Bardstown, and spent some time in Bardstown as well. So, dude, we, I, I, I actually have a oddly enough a free week that week. So, I will. Yeah, uh, I'll be down. Those, I'll be down, and we're gonna we're gonna hit Watch Hill proper. We're gonna be over at Westport uh, Whiskey and Wine. We're gonna be at um, Doc Crows for a little while. Yeah. Uh, Heck yeah. 
we're gonna. We're, it's a busy. It's a jam packed day. The the night. We're gonna go over <laughs> Louisville doing some heavy hitters, and uh, we'll be out uh, touring with that. So it'd be cool. Well, I I know for sure that I'll swing by uh, Danville <clears throat> at the very least for the uh, for the barbecue. Uh, yeah, barbecue off. Yeah, let me know if you need to get to so. that. Uh, We'll try to. Yeah, for sure. For I sure. Would, I would just bring some barrels with you and just make it like this event where you just let people come smash the barrels for you. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, get the frustration out and then you somebody's already done your job for you. <laughs> it depends on uh, what kind of car we get, how many barrels I can load up. <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. What What is your all's? That, that actually brings up a pretty good, uh, pretty good topic of conversation as well because, you know, a lot of people are so uh so interested and so focused on the the tourism side of things here in in central kentucky with these distilleries and everything what's that kind of look like for you guys out in la is there a a tourism can people come and see the the distillery see yeah. the see everything that you guys do absolutely it's just gotta be my appointment it's the front sure yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah the front door is pretty much shut and we got a lot of we got a pretty crazy homeless problem uh in downtown los angeles and yeah. So we generally keep the front door shut and try to keep it by appointment only just for, you know, uh, <laughs> we got some, we got a lot of expensive whiskey and a lot of, uh, barrels yeah. sitting there like yeah. less than a few feet from, from, you know, a pretty accessible street there. And there's, we've seen some riffraff. So we try to keep it, uh, pretty much by appointment. And that way we can really focus on and prepare for when people are coming in and really give them kind of a catered or tailored experience. So, um, yeah. yeah, I've had guides, whether it's podcasters or, you know, social media people or just regular customers come in and they get this, they get the full treatment. So we'll do a nice tasting. We'll talk about whiskey we'll awesome. education. Um, we'll thief something from a barrel. It's, it's fun. It's a, it's a certainly a good time out. And if anyone listening is in LA, come, come on over. Cause we're going to move at the end of the year at some point, uh, to a nice. different location and maybe yeah. different part of town. So certainly check out the warehouse right now. It's pretty cool. I just want to smash a barrel. That's all <laughs> I want to do. That's okay too. I mean, if you call ahead, like, yo, if there's one thing I do, I want to smash a barrel. Like we have eight different axes that you can select from. Ah. And we got a bunch of different barrels at different kind of like, you know, we have real, real dry ones that you could probably break up no matter <laughs> if you can't even lift the toothpick, you could just kind of kick at it and it'll probably fall apart to brand new barrels. That'll, that right. takes me a few really concentrated, heavy swings just to even put a dent in it. So I've, I've been, I've been taught many lessons by barrels that were like, nah, you're, not getting, you're not getting through me, uh, in one, in one no, that would so, be that would be an interesting uh, barrel pick program. Is yeah. having the pick group come and they have to yeah. smash their own <laughs> barrels. Well, we did that. We did a couple of custom oak bills uh, for different, uh, actually, podcasts. Uh, believe it or not, we did Bourbon Lens, and uh, our friends over at Bourbon Pursuit did a pick. And um, nice, yeah, it was cool. Awesome. They, picked, they picked their own oak bills and had a you know. Had a, a, do you guys have a Patreon group? Well, yeah, of course we do. Yeah, and that's so we. Th that sounds like something that we need to do for our Patreon. Mm -hmm. We've done a barrel pick before with your Patreon group. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Okay. Quite a few. So, I'm a, I. 
Look, Seth, I mean, you're going to you're going to be in central Kentucky. I mean, you're going to be right here. I think we should uh, I think we should look at maybe maybe doing that. You know, what's funny, though, too, Bring it up. this uh, I think this episode actually is coming out like either the week before or the week of uh, when you're going to be here. Like so fly out Monday that, on the 6th. So, yeah, I, I have to look ahead at the schedule. Sorry, everybody. I'm, I'm talking about scheduling here on the <laughs> very interesting part of the podcast. But, um, but yeah, I think I think that within the next uh, few weeks, this should uh, this should be out. So if people want to come and see Seth as well in central Kentucky, um, for sure, you, you guys need to go yeah, do that. Well, Let's um, the people let, I work with find it very interesting to see how much I can drink without like. It shifted. <laughs> I just got back from Oklahoma. <laughs> My guy's like, literally, he's egging me on. He's just like, dude, you got to drink. You got to drink. I, I, one, one night, we put away a bottle of Ardbeg uh, uh, Secrets out. I'm a huge, huge Scotch guy. Uh, as well. Yeah. So I'm, a, I'm a, you know, fascinated and I'm, I'm a fanboy of all Scotch. And so... Um, it was just funny. Like we had a we all we had a real crazy night in Oklahoma, and basically the guy we were out with his, his name was Rick, and he has this tendency. So we the generally suppliers like myself will show up, and they'll go to Oklahoma City, and they spend this time with Rick, who's one of the guys who works there, and they call it getting Rick rolled, where you get so drunk <laughs> that basically Tulsa the Tulsa team is like super like demoralized because they get these suppliers that are super fucked up from the night before having right. Rick rolled where they got, they were out till three in the morning drinking. And we, we were like joking about it when we got in and they were saying, Oh, you're going to get Rick rolled. You're going to get Rick rolled. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We totally got <laughs> Rick rolled. And so we ended, up, we ended up out at this dive bar, like this, I mean, they were telling us they had like elevator shag rug in the place. Like, oh my god you know the place like smelled like burnt cigarettes and, and but it was the uh, 70s alive in this bar I remember the name of it. but yeah we got uh we got we got rick rolled hard and <laughs> i ended up putting away a lot of glimmerangy a lot of uh a lot of art bag and uh even maybe a couple uh couple of cocktails earlier that day and we just, just kept rolling and rolling and rolling so we showed up to talk our, our, like half half alive <laughs> our art bag is definitely the the scotch that makes you feel like you've you've had a, a few cigars even though you haven't had a few cigars oh, yeah, we were bringing fire we were like <laughs> you probably went to breakfast and had like some medium done toast and by the time you're finished eating it the shit was burnt because we were breathing fire from that like, i'm not even joking um but it was good awesome. times man and oklahoma was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it out there great people great bars great retailers um we probably put up like 30 40 new spots where you can buy broken barrel alone just in like that's awesome three and a half days Got back last night. Wow, so it, was, it was a lot of fun. So, let's. We got you got a lot to drink through. I don't know if we're gonna get. Through. We got a lot. Yeah, we could, we do have a lot to get through, and we got a lot to talk about as well. But um, we Eric and I moved on to the uh, small batch, which I am. Uh, I, I'm assuming you guys are kind of using as like the the core line or the core product for your your. Oh, yeah, line. it's our number one seller by uh, a landslide. Uh, we see yeah. a lot of that 
mainly through Total Wine, but that's our, that's kind of our flagship product. And it's just a really good, well-rounded product. It's not too hot for those that don't like it so strong. It's not yeah. too light for those that like it a little stronger. You know, it's just shy of 100 proof at 95. And yep. it's, uh, it's got a lot of complexity, a lot of layers. I mean, I'd love to know what you guys think. I, I think it's quite enjoyable. Um, it it, it kind of reminds me of like like a honey toast. Like if you put butter and, and honey on a on a piece of toast. Um, just a very a very kind of rich, sweet flavor profile to it. Um, but Eric's our snack and pairing guy, so I, I gotta <laughs> I'm curious if you're going a different way, buddy. No, like my like I get this smoky note on it, like almost. I am like getting a little a bit campfire. of smoke too. Yeah. Like, so it's yeah. almost like it's not a full s'more, but it's like you're eating a marshmallow by the fire. Like you get like I get this like sweet marshmallow, but then like this smokiness comes through kind of towards the mid, and it's really good. Like I really like this. Never go half s'more. Never go half. S'more. Always go full s'more. <laughs> but yeah, it's like marshmallow and and a campfire. Between the two, Sorry. the uh, the California the small batch. What do you guys prefer? I don't know. I like it's interesting because I I can see myself being in the mood for for either or, just kind of depending on uh, on on the the day. But I think overall, mm-hmm. I would probably lean more towards the the California. Um, I'm opposite because I, I knew you would be. Yeah, you would be. I am <laughs> like so uh, when you. Uh, when you had to reconnect there, I was telling Perry, I was like, when he was talking about that delicate note that he got with the California, like I was getting like this lavender on the end of it, almost like uh, one of the do- donuts that a local place have, they do like a lavender, like blueberry donut. And I was getting this lavender icing on it, which was really like soft. And it reminded me more of a finished whiskey. And I, I don't go for a lot of finished whiskeys a lot. And the small batch reminds me more of just something that like i'm just grabbing like because i know it's like it's just a solid pour so like i feel like the california is a little bit more of something i would take like one pour of and then i would switch over to this and then i would have a couple of pours of this because this is just like that drinker i'm going to have for like the rest of the evening that's what it's meant for though i mean that it's meant to be a daily sipper so um you guys have the rye Mm -hmm. we do have the rye but i also um I just I reached back down and I found the old version of the uh, the small batch. <laughs> oh, okay. Sitting down next to yeah. me. Well, that so, okay, so I, I, I'll tell you this is if you were to if you were to go one on one with those two, I almost guarantee the new one's going to be far superior. I'm a, I'm about to do that actually. But as you're doing that, I, I highly uh, recommend that rye be the next one as well of the lineup because that rye is kind of 105 proof. Oh, I just poured it and I was like, <laughs> I was like, hurry up, Perry! I need to get to this rye. I'm sorry. I I I realized I'm that the playing. the small batch playing. was right next to me and I had to actually go for uh, the comparison pour. Hmm. No, no competition. The new iteration of the small batch is far superior. Absolutely. So, so explain that because you have um, this is this is now the. Sorry, go ahead. It is older whiskey. That's all it is. It's just older product. Older, older. 
product, better blend. Uh, we just look at the at the end of the day. We are growing with our distillery partner. They've only been distilling since 2016. Uh, we've increased minimum age of our whiskey from at one point in time, six to nine months to a year, to a year and a half, to two year. And we've been doing that every step of the way. So yeah, a lot of early fans that even liked, you know, not that I uh, hopefully not the, the stuff you just tried, the old samples and you'll go back <laughs> to the podcast, right? And what you thought of it then, but the idea is that you know people pr pretty much enjoyed everything we were making in the early days, but those that have followed along are really getting to see the trans the uh, transformation of these products into what they've become, which are all of the products you're trying are ninety plus points scored, gold or double gold medal earning, like awarded products that have been, you know widely accepted by multiple markets, top accounts, uh, you know, uh, all, all of the, the tastemakers of today and, and yourselves included in that. It's just sort of uh, hearing that, you know, and I love hearing that one of you likes the small batch, one of you likes the California. And <laughs> none, none of us like the same exact whiskey for the same exact reasons, but we can all find something in whiskey we do enjoy and in this portfolio there's something for everyone to enjoy tubes yeah absolutely um so let's uh let's move on then because uh, you you were very adamant that we we do this but i also think that it's a perfect uh a perfect segue or a perfect change but the uh the rye whiskey the hearsay yeah. heresy heresy heresy, heresy. Sorry. And you know what I said? I said here I said hearsay. hearsay. And I looked at it and I said, in my brain, that's not right. There's a there's I, said, no a, I knew there's immediately a, I said that wrong. There's there's an A in hearsay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, heresy, uh, the, the quick the quick and dirty of heresy is that we picked the name because some people we spoke to uh, early days we were conceptualizing what we wanted to do with the broken staves and all that. We're like, you can't do that. Like that's heresy. That's like sacrilegious to put the wood in the whiskey and not the whiskey in the wood. And so I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's awesome. We like heresy is a great name. So we did the heresy ride. And that was it. What's the, uh, Perry, uh, I was looking through our stuff. What's, did you just send me the details? I literally just texted it to you. I was like, I got to know. I can tell you guys. Yeah, I was like, what's the proof on this? 105. Okay. Yeah. So so this is, um, if, I, if I remember correctly, um, and please feel free to, to correct me because I'm, I'm more than likely going to be wrong. But so this, this is now uh, Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey at 95.5. Um, is this, is this a Bardstown bourbon company sourced Nope. or is this still from, this is still from green river. Jacob call. He's been distilling that mash bill for six years. There we go. Okay. He's nice. damn good. I, yeah, dude. This is, this is a nice rye. Like I love, <laughs> I love rye. I know people are like, 
a lot of people are like, ah, I don't want to drink rye in the summer and all this stuff. I'm like, I will drink rye I'm out of, all the time. <laughs> it's it smells so good. It's like you know it's a rye. I'm out of it. But oh, it, but it's like it's like gingerbread and strawberry. Like there's the strawberry note that comes through that I don't normally get in rye. Yeah, and it's kind of oh my, it's really good. Like this is this is legit. It's really, it's become one of our highest rated products we've ever made. Ninety three points, double gold medal. Um, it out it outscored the. Uh, I, I love Kentucky Owl. I'm a big fan, but we did outscore their the the Wise Man rye whiskey that just came out. Yeah, we, we beat them. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. They got a gold, so for fifteen dollars less, you can have our rye. <laughs> okay, so cast strength. Let's talk about cast strength. Yes, absolutely. Let's talk about the cast strength. Um, so this is a one fifteen proof, uh, same mash bill, uh, and actually the same oak bill as well as the the small batch. Um, talk about this one in particular because I I think that you know one of the things that a lot of people understand basically is that even if you you know you might not like it at a lower proof sometimes the higher proof tends to show through some of the the better qualities of of a particular whiskey but in this um in this particular instance i mean were were you kind of trying this and going we have to put out a a barrel strength version as well i i couldn't I couldn't have gotten that out sooner. I loved it. <laughs> so, there was no, there was no question about whether or not we were going to do a barrel strength. And I've done yeah. half a dozen barrel strength other whiskeys, and you'll try one of them after this uh, since then. But that, and we lost one proof uh, in the whiskey in getting older whiskey into the batch, but. Yeah, the, the barrel proof was a no-brainer. I mean, we did bourbon, and the next thing was cast strength bourbon and rye. So those were the kind of, like, follow-ons. So, yeah, the <laughs> watching my wife try. <laughs> she's making <laughs> whiskey in the background. She's, like, making faces as she's smelling. <laughs> it's hysterical, actually. Um, That's spectacular. Yeah, so uh, the cast strength was a no-brainer, but... What really took me by surprise was getting uh, tied with our highest score of all time was 94 points uh, on the cast strength bourbon, the everyday cast strength bourbon. Got 94 points from uh, tasting panel and the gold medal. I'm super pumped about that because that wow, that's man. the highest that's scoring awesome. for the quarter. We got 93 points on the rye but 94 on the and that's those are like name any big brand and they've you know bar uh, bourbon company mictors whatever like they all of their kind of mainstay products are right around that plus or minus 1.94 points and so um it's very it's very humbling to have gotten that score but also on that item that you know typically prior to the new packaging and the new recipe hadn't really gotten beyond a silver medal and so to see that jump yeah. from silver medal to like 94 points at gold medals and people just going, wow. And, and I'm, it's not just the awards, it's in, in practice, in actuality, when I'm out selling the product and tasting people on it, 
the gravitation towards the uh, cast strength has been phenomenal. It's a crazy response we're getting. So that's been really huge. But I'm really excited for you guys to try the wheat whiskey because oh. you have something that is gone. Like no one's getting that. <laughs> Other than people. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been sold out. Um, we sold it to the Southern California Total Wine like route. So it wasn't actually all of Southern California. It was just 14 stores in LA. That's it. Well, this is going to be a bottle that we <clears throat> we absolutely covet. Yeah, it's a then. sample that I wouldn't blast through unless you just absolutely love it and you're like, you know what? <laughs> I die tomorrow. I die drinking all of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we, we've got this uh, this wheat whiskey. I I really like just the overall. Can I say something overall... about the cast strength, though, before we move on? Oh, yes. Please talk about the cast strength. I'm sorry. No, Mr. no. It's, it's being all thoughtful over there. You're breaking the barrel on Skid Row. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Freaking, you don't care where you break barrels at. Um, more pissed and shit, the better. <laughs> I'll, you'll break them on your office desk if you want to. You're just right there. You don't even care. Um, this cast strength, though, like, I thought I would be, like, pulling for the small batch. Now I'm pulling for the cast strength because <laughs> it it just takes that. There's the savory note, like that yeah. smoky note that I had in the small batch. That now it's a, Now it's almost barbecue-y. So, dude, it's even barbecuey. Yeah, it absolutely is on the palate for sure. I took a little sniff of this uh, other one before we were talking, and I had to set it down for a second because I had a moment. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously, the Reckoner, uh, the wheat whiskey is a three and a half year cognac and French oak finished uh, single barrel. Uh, We emptied one barrel into a 55 gallon drum, and then we tossed those uh, skid row staves right in there. Um, I'm kidding. These are like high-end, like French barrel staves, uh, all from France. Um, really excellent, delicious uh, barrels that we were fortunate to get a hold of, and we put them with this straight wheat whiskey at 120 proof. That smells delicious. Yes, this is. A- I, I it it tastes it tastes even better than it smells though. Yeah, the nose is actually not as uh indicative of like what the overall profile looks like mm. i need a second <laughs> sorry i was i was also sending pictures to uh to eric of the uh the bottle so we had the information oh Ooh. oh yeah that's where it's at <laughs> dude 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 and and we typically sit you know, around like the 110, 120 proof whiskeys. I mean, like that's just kind of our home and everything. And I'm telling you though, man, this, this is not bourbon. And this is clearly not meant to be bourbon. You know what I mean? Like it, it reads more as like your baby that you just wanted to make because you had the the energy and the passion and I had the, the motive I had the, for it. I had the access to cognac. I had the access to yeah. coke. I had the wherewithal to kind of, and my team, you know, helps me, of course, uh, in checking my sanity a lot of times because sometimes I want to do stuff that I'm like, wait, that's going to taste crazy. Like, <laughs> it tastes good. So a lot of times I check it with the team and they know me and I know them. We all like, we drank so much together 
we know each other's like we know each other's palates at this point like me and my team have good yeah every thursday every friday like we really get to know each other through drinking um you know from the library from the 1100 bottles or whatever and we drink scotch we drink rye whiskey we drink wheat whiskey we drink craft whiskey corporate whiskey you know everything in between yeah so this was one where we're like okay this probably has never been done uh, we don't know what it's going to taste like, but we know it's going to be different. And we tried, we had a lot of confidence in the base whiskey because it was tasting so good from the barrel at with that 120 proof. We like tested the whiskey. We're like, man, this is, this is really fire whiskey. Like it's going to take something really bad to screw it up. <laughs> so, but also there's an element of like a fruitier sort of flavor that's not there. Yeah. Pretty dry. It's still pretty dry actually all things considered like if you taste it it's actually not it it has the illusion yeah you're right yeah it's pretty dry the 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 residue the, the residual feeling of your mouthfeel is pretty dry um which is funny because wheat is a sweet grain right mm-hmm. there's yeah. something about um the life that this whiskey spent in both nevada and california this was only a year old when it left Indiana and it spent the next two and a half to three years, uh, basically two, almost three years aging in pretty hot, dry climates. And the resulting whiskey was not that sweet. So we knew that the fruit, you know, palette of a cognac cask would actually be pretty, uh, and it would embolden the whiskey a lot. So, yeah, dude. And, and it is, I, I again I think that it is so indicative of what you guys can do even just with a a shot in the dark almost you know like because e- even if it is like a pipe dream or something that you say we should you know look at making something happen with you know a, a whiskey that we we love as is. I mean, it just shows the creativity. It shows the fact that there is is we just don't release benefit. We just don't release whiskey that we haven't done something to, because that wouldn't be yeah. us. Yeah. Um, yeah, we are not like other companies that are going to buy a barrel, put our label on it, and then just release it. That's not our yeah. agenda. Um, yeah. it's never been what we do from day one. Broken Barrel. Oh yeah, has always been buying and sourcing and holding whiskey for however long, whatever period of time, et cetera. And then uh, influencing that whiskey with the process, with the Oak bill, finding balance between one or two or more staves or casts or whatnot. And then basically taking that and imparting that onto the whiskey. And that's like our signature. That's like, you know, uh, it, it's like a chef. It's like a chef gets a bunch of ingredients. You know, a hundred different people can get chicken and flour and whatever, and they can make a recipe, but it's really who knows yeah. what they're doing with the tools at hand that excel. And suddenly you, you go, okay, well, the chef's really good at making chicken or the chef's really good at making rice or whatever the hell they're making. Yeah. So, yeah. And similarly with whiskey, we are, we're chefs, we're blenders, we are, finishers whatever you want to call us and that's what we're doing we are taking the whiskey as far as we can with what we have available to us and 
doing it oftentimes at an extremely fair price uh, for what it is and as often as we can, you know, with, with, with all the different types of whiskey that are coming out, you know, maybe that's a good segue. What's coming out? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, what's funny. And and I think that that is absolutely the, the perfect, uh, chance for us oh wait but did wait, you ever ask the question what was that question i think we like was it the one about the yes okay we do we went over it got it yeah yeah yeah, yeah there's yeah we're not it yeah. came out this, yeah. later it, by the way it came out way later than when we had originally it did it did but it was it was mostly just yeah it doesn't matter anymore but it's like tiramisu yeah. i'm just gonna say it. like this thank is... you thank you for yeah thank you for uh helping me out there um but oh. I, yeah, so I, I, I do want to, of, of course, because, you know, everybody always asks, what are you going to do next? Because everybody wants to know what's on the horizon and everything. And I do think that, you know, just out of curiosity, we want to, to ask that question. But like, I, I think that even if, even if we talk about the things that, you know, you do have on the horizon, I think that it's also just as important for us to, as because Eric and I are still, despite the fact that we may be commentators on on whiskey, we are still consumers of it as well, and we still go to the store. And yeah, exactly. And and we still go to the store, and we still say, you know, I want to buy this, or I I think about this, and you know, why I'm picking up this product over the other. Um, and so, like, I I I want to, and Eric, I'm kind of throwing you on the spot here with this as well, but like seeing what. And 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 I'm gonna come up with my own my own thing that I want to see them see Broken Barrel come up with in the future. But I'm gonna give you the opportunity to kind of think about it as well, Eric. But I want to see a a bourbon that has an oak bill that consists of an Armagnac cask. Because I'm a big Armagnac guy. What do I want to see? Like, okay, so obviously you figured out I'm like the sweet tooth of this this bunch. I don't know. Like, honestly, before that, I just want to know your favorite snack cake. What is your guilty pleasure snack? I'm pretty privy to probably like a donut. Oh yeah, a donut. I love a good. Uh, I like I like mint ice cream a lot. Okay. Ooh. And I'd say mm. I'd, that rye with some mint ice cream, mm. cookie over you know cakes, pies. Um, I, a lot of that is probably lost on me. Like I, I can go a year without having cake and be fine. Uh, but yeah, I'd say I'd say somewhere between ice cream. A good donut and maybe a really like one of those real like everything thrown in cookies that like little salt, yeah. little chocolate piece, yeah. all like one of those monster like candy bars, yeah. like long yeah. cookies. Uh, I like it. Those are really like I'll I'll go off the path for those anytime they're available. Those are those are probably the three. Those are the three I gotcha. land on. Perfect. Why? Well, he's he's the the, I uh, just the like snack to know. guy. I just like to know like what people's snacks are because I always. Are you a cake guy? You like cakes or snack? I, I love snack cakes like fudge rounds. I love oatmeal cream pie and stuff like that. But I also okay. love like like peanut butter cookies and okay. I, we have a craft. 
Do what? A good bread pudding. Oh, bourbon, oh, a bourbon bread pudding, man, around here. Like, there's some good, bread like, when. That and all that. Yeah. I like the I, but I, ice cream on the cookie in the oh, skillet. That's, yeah. those are yes. Suzuki or whatnot. Those are really good. Heck yes. But yeah. Absolutely. Well, but I'm most always curious what people's, like, snacks are. Um, I mean, that, but those, it, are, those are, are treats. The snack is, the snack is like, for me, it's like a little bread or something. <laughs> something like, <laughs> like it's like a couple, it's it's a it's two bites of one Ritz cracker. Yeah, <laughs> your favorite treat. There's, okay, there's no dieting. I think I was eating like a plate full. I was in Oklahoma yesterday, and we had at this New Orleans style restaurant. We had like alligator, shrimp, all was deep fried. It was fantastic. But nice. I ate so much of it. I I like. Didn't eat again for twelve hours or something. <laughs> like I, my, my mom, my mom would always have like a big lunch like that, and she'd go, "I just think I'm gonna have to have cereal for dinner." No, they're like, "No, mom, no, mom, you're gonna have a real dinner." This is <laughs> or whiz or wine, yeah, whiskey or wine. Liquid dinners, man. Those are those are a thing here for sure. There you go. There you go. That's well, the the LA lifestyle. I will tell you guys but, what we have coming up. Uh, please do. Yeah, I gotta jump. So we're working on two different rye whiskeys because as it stands, oh heck yes, as it stands right now, we've only released the one rye whiskey. We've never put out another rye anything. Period. So we have been aging for six going on seven months now. Uh, a variety of rye whiskeys in uh, fifteen gallon barrels, our quarter cask. And those are tasting real oaky, real nice, really delicious. Nice, oh, yeah. A little lower proof than our current rye, but like the flavor up to 11. Um, really special. We're just going to let them keep going, but those are we're working on those. Um, we have our double barrel bourbon, our first ever double barrel bourbon. Um, it is, so I, let me preface all of this by saying, if you haven't checked out uh, or thought about tastersclub.com. I'll do a little commercial for them. We're doing a series of things with them. We know those guys. Uh, tastersclub.com. We work with a guy named Andrew Lincoln. He's awesome. And our little commercial for Tasters Club would be a lot of these wild, crazy projects I'm about to dive into are going to exclusively be available on their website yeah. by the bottle and also through members uh, and the memberships and their clubs. So I don't, I can't specifically say which are going to go where, whether some of them are going to be membership only or if they're bottle only on their stores, but I, they're going to figure that out once they get all their stuff from us. We're just, we're, we, we took the order and we're bottling it and we're, we've been working on it for several months now. Um, once we gave them a list of all the stuff we had available back in like January, but they, 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 they put their flag in, they did our maple Mizunara back in March and that went in one week that was gone. Um, but now we have the double barrel bourbon, which is going to be basically our regular bourbon, uh, ex bourbon barrel, cherry cask, French oak. And we took that and we shoved all of it back for another almost year 
into new charred again new charred double uh double barrels so 30 gallon barrel nice char four super oaky super rich lots of vanilla um at a higher proof than the current small batch but a lower proof than the cast strength so it's right in the middle there and it's so flavorful delicious uh it's palatable the artwork on it's amazing. We got a bandit and a bandito and a sheriff and all this stuff and like these dueling pistols and it's kind of cool. That's our double barrel. Uh, we're working on a single malt whiskey, actually. Uh, 100% malt whiskey, three and a half year old. Yes. Uh, and we are putting that with Amaro and uh, we're working on a single malt whiskey actually and that's going to be an amaro and french oak finish it's going to be beautiful high proof like 120 proof 121 i think yes um that's going to be a monster really really dark really rich the, the whiskey already before we even did the oak bill was super dark so this no. may be the darkest whiskey we've done since the cask of amontillado in 2019 which was crazy dark um and then the other one we're doing with them is actually the Cornucopia. The Cornucopia is a series of cast strength bourbons finished with, it's actually coming out around 112, I believe, or 111. Uh, and it, it awesome. is a triple brandy cast finish. So peach brandy, apple brandy, and grape brandy. Oh, my gosh. Grape Heck brandy yes. obviously cognac, but the other two are uh, domestic. Yeah. So it's it's three different nice. cast finish, uh, and that should be on 111, 112 proof, uh, and it is a fruit. If you like fruit, that's a fruit bomb. That thing is gonna just sweeten up everything around you. Which maybe uh, Eric, you might like that. <laughs> no, like I I I tend to like some of the finished stuff. I'll go for the brandies, like the apple brandies and stuff like that, as opposed to just like just normal wine finish and stuff. So that sounds amazing to me. Yeah. So. But those last three I just mentioned the uh, the brandy, the triple brandy finish, the single malt whiskey, and the double barrel bourbon. Those are exclusively available at Tasters Club, and then Tasters. anybody that. I think has access. I don't know if they have a website. I can't, you know, forgive me um, for not knowing, but there's a store and a group. I actually work with a guy, a bourbon whiskey library, um, Anthony. He's got, he's an amazing library of whiskey and not just physically, but up in his head, he's, he knows his shit. So he's got uh, a lead in, with his group, the Bourbon Thieves, uh, with uh, liquor at the lakes in South Carolina. Nice. Up, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they did a. Uh, I got an email one time. <laughs> they said, "Can you do a rye whiskey finished with mezcal and honey barrels?" I said, "Let's do it." So oh. we, we broke up a mezcal barrel. We broke up a honey barrel, and we did a honey smoke. So we that's amazing. Well, that's a, that's exactly what Eric was curious about too. Is whether or not well, you yeah, ever you did went off, like honey like, barrels? I done a honey barrel or a maple barrel. Honey, and, well, like, you know, maple, he did the maple. He did the maple. Yeah, but I'll, that was that was a, a success for sure because we, we sold. That's that awesome. Week. But yeah, so look look out. You know, look if I can recommend anything to anyone listening or watching or whatnot. Follow us on Instagram. 
subscribe to our newsletter on our website. Just go to brokerbrowwhiskey.com. It'll pop up and just put your email in. We will Heck yeah. when these things are coming out. Um, right now at this moment, we have a barrel pick with uh, sharedpour.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're doing the rare Americana. By the time this comes out, there may actually still be a few bottles um, in a week or two. Not a lot. We didn't sell them a ton, but we did about 100-something bottles of a Sautern cask finish, French oak finish, uh, seven-year-old single-barrel American whiskey, Indiana. Delicious, 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 amazing. Um, We got a glowing review from Bourbon Santa on YouTube. Uh, He... You can watch that. He loved. He's awesome. He yeah. loved our uh, rare Americana. So uh, definitely check that out. And, and you know, guys, thank you so much for absolutely, the dude. Show and bringing me back on. It was really, really fun to reconnect with you guys. Thanks, man. And- Seth, it's been great catching up with you as well. And uh, it, I, I feel like we. You know, aside from the fact we're going to see you in a few weeks, because we are definitely going to see you in a few weeks. Um, Shoveling barbecue into our mouths and drinking heck yeah. lots of whiskey. Heck yeah, we are. Uh, but this this feels like now we have to make it an, uh, an annual tradition Once to, uh, to catch up with you guys. So uh, we, we appreciate that. <laughs> we appreciate it so much, man. I don't know what the hell we're going to have now. It's going to be beyond you and my The skid row barrel. Let's go. There we go. Well, Sounds we'll good. We'll do it with like uh, a little bit of that Mizunara. We'll call it Skid Rokio. And then we'll do, <laughs> we'll do like a, a Tokyo themed, like we'll get a home influencer <laughs> to like sign the barrel. Oh, yeah, uh, I hate to it. say that I love it, but I really do love it. Skid Rokio, man. That'll be fun. Skid Rokio, dude. There we go. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Seth, thank you again, man. Appreciate right, it. Thanks, Thanks Seth. Guys. Appreciate you tasting. Yes, sir. Eric, let's get to some tips and bits. What tips and or bits do you have for people this week? Um, should we, well, should we talk about Obi Wan first? Do you want to talk about that together? I think this? we should. I think we should talk about it together, don't you? Do we want to do that as our just together tips and bits? Or? Yeah, and then we got our. Do you want to do anything like separately too? Um, I mean, I can always come back next week to Stranger Things. Let's do that because I haven't watched Stranger Things yet. See if you can get that in, we might. By do. by the time that we get back to recording next week, I will have been able to watch Stranger Things all the way through. But yeah, let's talk about Obi Wan. And I want to say this first and foremost: if you are watching Obi Wan, <laughs> I think it's important. Like, go and watch like an Easter egg video or two on you know the things you might have missed throughout the the first few episodes, but. There are so many videos that are out there of people breaking down the first three episodes. I, you could easily get burnt out and get oversaturated yeah. by, by watching all of those videos. And the thing is, like, not everybody has to know everything about everything. You can enjoy it for what it is. I like going and finding those little teases and everything. And, like, there was a specific moment in uh, the second episode where i was like oh that's a direct reference to a new hope do you know what i'm talking about like it was it was almost like the exact same camera angle oh yeah yeah like i i it just like my mouth kind of fell open i was like that's so cool um but yeah three episodes in what do you think I love it. I really do too. Um, I th- I th- it started out really slow. I think. I at think first, it but... started out as a good like 
it, it's not your normal like here's a here's a new show we're gonna just throw everything at you and all yeah. that it really kind of just felt like kind of like how obi-wan is it's kind of just eased you into like it's slow he's not the same person he's been now he's not obi-wan he's been yeah and but just the look the feel even I felt like I was watching the classic Star Wars even more than like when yeah. Mandalorian came on and stuff. Yeah. Just the look of uh, everything. Um, McGregor. He's phenomenal. I can't say enough about how awesome he is. I, I can't either. Um, I think we're finally seeing that bridge get gapped between his portrayal of Obi-Wan and the original mm-hmm. with Alec Guinness. Uh, his accent is becoming more... <laughs> like that of Alec Guinness that as well. a little bit of sense of humor and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like... I just wanted to go ahead and get these poured up. That's oh, yeah, that's fine. That. Yeah, we're about to record a bonus episode, too, that's going to come out this week. But it's so hard not to do too many spoilers. Um, but you... How about this? We allow ourselves one spoiler each Okay. that we really loved from the first three episodes. And I, I think it's easy to talk about the third episode because it was amazing and it was oh, the Star Wars that I think we've all kind of it, been waiting for. It may have been some of the best Star Wars content. I think just period. The best 45 minutes of Star Wars. And that's coming from somebody who is in love with the animated series and everything yeah. like that. Oh, I, I have been going back and watching because I'd never seen it before. I think I talked about this not too long ago. But I had never seen Rebels before. So I'm in the process of watching that all the way through, which is actually really nice that I'm doing that in conjunction with Obi-Wan because, yeah. like, you know, after episode two, I guess this will be my one spoiler. Um, but episode two, Obi-Wan's been tracked down by one of the Inquisitors and she stabs the Grand Inquisitor, whom we see in Rebels. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way that he's dead. No. Like there's no there's no way because he shows back up and we actually see him die in oh, yeah. Rebels. Yeah, yeah. At the end of season one. Yep. So <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's kind of strange that that was thrown in there and everything. But um, like having those those two things kind of that I'm watching concurrently, uh, it's it's really nice. I'm really I'm really enjoying it. But Rebels is such I I I don't know how it's perceived by the the more general audience. But I love it. It I, it's so much fun. It's it, so Star Wars. Too. It is so Star Wars, and that first season is a little bit more on the kid side. And after that, it's full blown. Like it's not like a normal cartoon. Yeah. Like it's. I, and I've this is this is a broken record for me. You know, I've said it over and over. The animated stuff is some of the best stuff, and yeah. it's all going to connect. I'm telling you, every one of these animated shows, it's already starting to. They're starting to starting to bleed into each other. Well, knowing what we know, so this past weekend was um, Star Wars Celebration, mm-hmm. too. Knowing what we do about like the Ahsoka series that's coming up as well. like That's a direct tie-in to what happens in, in Rebels. Yeah directly so, that they've already said they're what's the one of the main missions of yeah. of that is comes right off of that was Rebels. teased in the mandalorian too though yeah so yeah it's just it's cool i like seeing this more expanded universe stuff 
being respected and recognized and kind of coming together. Yeah. Um, but what's one more spoilery moment throughout the, the first three episodes? The first three episodes, I just think, okay, so spoiler, there's a big spoiler in three. I'm going to... I'm not going to say who shows up because everybody will find out anyway, but <laughs> I'm going to touch on something else. Did you expect us to see young princess Leia be such a big part of this I show? I love her. I love her too. I love her so it, it is. And like I, I, somebody said to me recently, I, I heard that she's really annoying. Well, yeah, what? she is really annoying she's because a she's a 10-year-old girl. She's a 10-year-old girl with a, a princess child. Leia attitude, a princess yeah. attitude. Girl, and boy, whatever, at 10 years old. like Who's getting into trouble. She's, children are annoying. <laughs> that little actor is great. She is the perfect. And Carrie Fisher would have loved her. Yeah. She would have seen her and like just, it would have been like her goddaughter. Yeah. I just know it. And she is, the 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 costuming for her is just incredibly reminiscent of everything that she wore in the original yep. trilogy too. I, I'm she's so perfect for this yep. role, man. She's so if if she grows up and they wind up using her for more Leia stuff in the future, I'll be perfectly fine with yeah, it. I'm okay with it. I, I have no problem with it. If, you know, ten years down the line, you know, we see her as, you know, the next <laughs> if we see yeah. like a, another prequel thing. Yeah. Um with her as Leia, I'm I'm so I'm so here for it. It's such a shame that like people are dogging on her, and the fact that people are are being extremely racist, extremely assholes. racist yeah, towards they are um, the the actress who plays Riva. Yeah, I, I cannot understand that. It just was it third sister. Um, or yes. second, third. She's awesome. She's a badass. But um, yeah, don't don't. Don't be a troll on the internet. And, it's ridiculous, man. But um, but I think young Leia is amazing. I think that was a big surprise to me because everybody kind of thought, you know, they're just going to see young Luke all the time. And now we get this awesome little young Princess Leia running around. But there's one scene in episode three that really got me. And it was when she, well, she was like, so Obi-Wan has been hiding... He's not told her that he knows everything about her. He does, you know, all that. But she's like, you're you're hiding something. And she's like, are you my real dad or real father? Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And he's like, I wish I could say I was. And I like, that was moment was just amazing. That moment was just so good. It's that, that fact that she senses. And, and this is doing a lot of work to kind of convince us that, yes, Leia is Force-sensitive. Yeah. But... The fact that, wow, we're almost done, Marie, really? That she senses some connection to the, the wider world around her. It's phenomenal. Uh, it's, it's such a cool moment, and I think that they did a wonderful job of portraying her. Yeah. Or they have, at the very least, throughout the series so far. Such um, a good series so far. I, I'm... Only like three more episodes. I know. It's funny because like I I already kind of like mapped out in my head what the next three episodes are going to be like like you we basically know yeah. the formula for it at yeah. this point, um, especially ba not that it's you know a Kevin Feige production or anything but we kind of just know how these these Disney Plus shows go whether it's Marvel or Star Wars yeah. or, or whatever but 
yeah, with three episodes left, um, I'm I'm so into it and I'm enjoying it so much. And it's the thing that I've been the most excited about with Star Wars since probably Rogue One. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I'm and I'm a Last Jedi apologist, too. Like, I love The Last Jedi. I know a lot of people hate it. I don't even really know how you feel about it. Uh, I'm right in the middle. I don't yeah. hate it. It's not my favorite, but I'm not like these people who just trash it. Yeah, I, I, and I understand that there are people who can't get on board with it and everything. But, I, but I, it's, if it's on or somebody put it on or whatever, I would sit and watch it it's, and enjoy it's, it. Of the, of the sequel trilogy, it's the movie that I'm the most anxious to go back and watch again. Yeah. Um, and I mean, part of that is because, you know, I love Luke Skywalker. I love who he is as a character and everything. I think it went a, a really, it went a long way to characterize him again as this reluctant hero, despite the fact that, you know, he was always kind of born for the role that, that he, he, he needs to be a part yeah. of in, in the Star Wars universe. But all that aside, um, oh, uh, uh, it's worth, it's worth it just to get your, Disney Plus subscription if you're gonna you know just to watch Obi Wan I would say I would I would yeah you can just cancel it after that if you want <laughs> can we talk I mean, about how awesome dirty stormtroopers look dude they're the be- okay I was more and stormtroopers suck inherently right <laughs> but like I was more scared of the stormtroopers than I was the Inquisitors ninety yeah. percent of the time I, like finally they felt menacing. Yeah, and there was different voices, and there was female stormtroopers. There was a female stormtrooper in there, which, awesome. like, of course, there would have been at some point. Yeah, they're just soldiers. But, so. but like, I and I, I, I didn't know this until I was watching an Easter egg video for episode three, when they were talking about. Oh, maybe it was episode two. I can't remember. No, I think it was episode two because there was a bit of a cameo in that one. I didn't realize that the reason that the empire stopped using a clone army was because it was too expensive. Like they couldn't sustain. So they essentially just like, (laughs) they cut, they cut their budget. (laughs) They had a budget meeting and they're like, can we, can we get by with, you know, paying some lower grade soldiers less than we would these clones. And they're like, they're not going to be able to shoot very good, but they'll be in cool armor, but they're not trained for it. And you know, we'll train them a little bit, but you know, we're not paying to produce son of a bitch. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Emperor's just like, all right. Could you imagine being in a budget meeting with the emperor? (laughs) Vader, what do you think? Strike it down. What do you think, Vader? Can I just kill them if I don't like them? Sure. Okay. It will save us millions of credits. <laughs> so, do you think we could keep uh, the the current army? No. No. Put no, them on the street. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I love it, Eric. I think it's time for you to bring us on home. Bring us on home. Bring us on home. Baby. Thank you everybody so much for listening yes. or watching uh, this episode. Eric's going to let you know all the ways that you can support the show. Yes. Right now. Yes. First and foremost, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can help us pay the bills and help Perry pay for the internet and help me buy Mountain Dew. We got Dew. new internet this week. Yay! We got MetroNet. It's so much better. I haven't even given you the password for the new uh, internet, but we'll do that soon. It, it says I got Wi-Fi. 
but is it it i haven't disconnected our old one yet oh so i get the shitty internet. well i mean okay. i'm gonna you just want to tell everybody your past no i'm not <laughs> I'm gonna do that playing. right now i'm not gonna dox myself oh but <laughs> for as little as a dollar a month you can support the show and at five dollars you get all the bonus stuff all the bonus episodes that we're gonna be putting out and all the effing and jeffing as the effing we used to say uh if you got a we question do, not as much not, not as much but i still think it's funny fucking and jucking <laughs> <laughs> send us an email if you got a question a comment or want to send a sample or anything for us to review this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com uh, if you want some merch and apparel it's bourbonshop.threadless.com i guess the uh, weekend shirts are still up there if you it's up get there one. they will be up there until, until you we rebrand but i mean there's not because i mean that's now the official logo yeah of the of my bourbon weekend so, so it'll be up there yeah um uh perry mentioned in the top of the show if you want to leave a bell ring where we um listen to your voicemail and talk about it and either make fun of you or whatever <laughs> we want to do 859-428-8253 then on all social media it's at my bourbon pod uh you can follow perry at p ritter 1792 you can follow me at whiskey mutant um, and then remember on YouTube, Perry goes live every Thursday at eight. Um, I do. unfortunately with it being summer and my kids being home and sports and all that, I don't get to join them as much, but I'm going to try. Once we get summer. to the fall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, get on YouTube, get some more subscribers to us. We're trying to get that, um, super chat going. Please. So, um, and then just, um, leave a review on all your podcast apps. Anything helps. Um, but I'll, we like reading reviews, so we leave do. a review. There's no new review this week, but we do have a few new Patreon yeah. members. Yeah, welcome to the family. Which is fantastic. We got to say, first and foremost, thank you to the Whack Attack himself, oh, Jeffrey Whack, hopping on the Patreon. My son, even though he's older than me. <laughs> it got... was so good getting to reconnect with my older son that's actually older than me. Like, But he looks younger than the both yes, of us. Yes, yes. Yeah. We talked about Bayside and um, his adventures with uh, <laughs> AC and <laughs> Screech. We got John Reese oh, on the Patreon. Dude, Johnny B. Drinking himself. Johnny B. Drinking showed up and was just like, you know what, Eric? You put this bottle in this tasting. It sucks. <laughs> and I said, I love your honesty, my man. <laughs> and then we also got to thank Harold B. Harold B. I don't know who Harold B. I is. Do, I know Harold B. Do you know Harold B.? Yes. Tell me about Harold B. real quick. Harold B. We go way back. Um, I moved to Lexington like 14 years ago. And uh, Harold B. He came over and helped me uh, move some couches. And um, I said, whatever falls out of this couch is yours. And he took so much change, some jewelry, some toys, and I have not spoke to Harold B. ever since. Well, now he's on the Patreon. So. I think he did. There was a bottle of something that fell out of the couch. And maybe, wow. maybe that's what got him into bourbon. It was just an old Jim Beam Black label yeah, here. Yeah, old Jim Beam yeah. Black had a Diet Coke attached to it. Sounds about right. Harold, thanks so much, man. We got to reconnect just like old times. Yes, thank you, Harold. Thank you, John. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate the heck out of all of that. And I think that does it. That does it. I think it, that's I think. it for this week. Next week? We'll be here. I don't know. We'll be here next week. Yeah. So until then, I'm Perry. I'm Eric. And this is my Bourbon Podcast.